So how's everybody doing? Pretty good. I spent good. I spent three hours today, mm-hmm. and I was telling you this in the car, Matthew, mm-hmm. using a pipette and taking out uh, hatched zebrafish eggs mm-hmm. out of petri dishes and then replacing their water. Mm-hmm. But they're you know they're all cute swimming around. They're all mm-hmm. tiny Pi- right now. I so. like pipette. That's yeah. a sounds word. delicious. Uh, the zebrafish. <laughs> yeah. Would yeah. you like me to prepare a zebrafish delicacy Lo- Love for you? seafood. Yeah, bring it in. Oh, my God. They're Can tiny, though. They're like, sushi. The, v- the viewers can't see, but they're like an inch, I guess. You're going to have to bring eat a like whole a lot. thousand just yeah. to feel anything. Caviar it up. Mm. It's like sushi. I hate caviar, by the way. Really? Caviar is kind of whack. It. It's really whack. I don't know why it's so synonymous Coveted. with being like, yeah. Yeah, like rich and like, oh, yeah. like premium. Fish eggs. Don't you love it? I love sardines. Being, being somebody of Portuguese descent, I love sardines. I thought you were going to say being a poor man. Being a poor man. <laughs> no, being somebody of Portuguese descent on one half of my heritage, I love sardines. Dude, I'll eat it straight from the can. It's good. See, I don't do them from the can, but when we do them in the summer like over a charcoal barbecue and shit. It's so good. good and they stink, but I love them. But to this day when I eat them, every once in a while if I get... I mean, I guess I was about to say if I get the ones, if I guess the females, I guess, that have like the little egg thing in there, I always take that shit and chuck it. I'm like, nope. My mom and my grandma will like scarf it down. They're like, it's really good. Oh. Like, nope. Well, the what? A the female what? with eggs in it. I don't know if there's yeah. eggs in it, but it's like this little pink looking like part that I guess that's where the eggs go oh, or whatever. The uterus. Sure. The fish, the, <laughs> the fish uterus. uterus. I don't know if that's what the technical. <laughs> the Sardusi. The Sardusi. <laughs> that's where it'll, that's what like they'll take and they'll be like, all right, like I'll eat this. And I always give it to them. Cause I'm like, nope. I'm like, mm. I'll eat the whole. There's a part. Fish, but so you know, that. you know how uh, we were talking about, actually we weren't talking about this on the podcast, but generally pigeons mm-hmm. in Egypt, how they eat pigeons. Oh God. That oh, yeah. just sounds am- so vile. An amazing part of the pigeon is like in its throat. Here we there's go. like this, like, Ugh circular like sack? little it's, a, it's not a sack but it's like a it's like a kidney is that, where all the a like, kidney. is that where all the like crumbs and cigarette butts and shit it's eating off the street it's not a, again it's not a new york pigeon see i can't <laughs> think of pigeons other than like city pigeons so when you say like oh yeah in egypt they eat pigeons i'm like yeah. that just seems Dude, like a, such an alien think of, think of a pigeon that's had that has the whole sky to roam and there's no skyscrapers i mean probably. The, the problem is though with what you're saying it's like yeah it has the sky to roam but yeah. the skies of egypt are very polluted oh they are they're, they're disgusting <laughs> mm-hmm. so, i love egypt though i mean you can't uh, deny that no, people I, are worried about egypt like well. you know mercury in their fish and meanwhile you guys are eating pigeons that are flying around in like <laughs> fossil fuels meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile down in egypt they're eating pigeon throat exactly <laughs> pigeon throat is so they're good but it's not the throat, throat it's something in the throat the so gizzard perhaps yeah when i was a kid my grandma who you know she has alzheimer's right now but mm-hmm. before i don't know why you had to throw that i don't know why i had to throw that bring the room down but carry on i'm so sorry let's cut that out <laughs> <laughs> my grandma before that's what i was trying to get like before mm-hmm. you know everything can i interrupt yeah Every time you cough, Maddie has to cut it out. So try oh. not to cough. And he was actually expressing uh, annoyance about yeah, that. that was quite a bit of <laughs> well, it wasn't that big a deal. It was just I was... You were, you were told, really angry. I when you... told you guys that I was like... <laughs> the edits that I think I was making the most were just cutting out the coughs. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, yeah, it's... Whose cough, who's coughs were you cutting out? Malcolm's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going the other way. Anyways, let me finish. The shots had to be fired. Anyways, about your grandma and the pigeon throat. Yeah, so... Um, back in her place in Zifta, mm-hmm. um, when I used to go visit... There were days where I would just be alone with my grandma and my grandpa in their apartment, mm-hmm. and she would go to the market, 
by some fresh live pigeons. They're one running around. She'd let me play oh, with wow. them for. She let, let, let you play with. She let me play with them for like an hour, and then she goes, "Okay, it's dinner time." Oh my god! She goodness. picks each one of them up, sign of the cross on their head, oh and then cuts their. Head she, oh my she goodness! Doesn't. She does it. She did everything from scratch. But that's like old school, because even my grandparents. I mean, my grandma. She's the last of my grandparents alive, but mm-hmm. her husband, like my grandfather, on my the two of them on my Portuguese side. Like yeah. the few times we've been to Portugal, over the years with them. They do it like old school there. Mm-hmm. Like there was one time there was like a dove or something like in their backyard. My grandfather just went and shot it. Oh my god! <laughs> like I can't remember what if they ate it or if he just took it. He shot it with like a rifle. Well, he had like a pellet gun kind of thing, so oh, it wasn't wow. like a gun gun, but it was like you know enough to kill this dove or whatever. But yeah, they were like old school where they had like you know the chicken pen like yeah. in their backyard on a farm. Like and they pluck it and yeah, and they like pluck it and do all top, that stuff. Right? Although it was funny because one of the first times. Uh, we went to Portugal when my brother I was like five and Michael was maybe three or whatever we got two chickens but like as babies so were they these tiny little yellow looking things mm-hmm. oh, no. and they were like our little like pets Uh-oh. the first time we went there for oh, like no. two weeks or whatever and we would just play with them and it was awesome and then when we left Portugal like yeah. my grandparents would stay there and go back you know over the summers and whatever and eventually our two chickens grew up and were like and older became, and became delicious no the thing is my <laughs> grandmother because she's like such a softy she like went to like basically take you know that group of chickens for like food and whatever and she didn't have it in her to, to like them. to kill the two that my yeah. brother and i had she's like no these were their pets and it like makes me sad <laughs> your, and i like, can't do it your grandmother's infinitely better than mm-hmm. and then father's. yours goes yeah patrick toss that thing well, in here it's dinner i'm about to make it even worse oh god here my, we go worse than cutting its head off my father had a rooster here we go that was a very good friend of his when he was a kid oh. and one day he comes home and his parents had made it for dinner and they're mm. just oh eating his God. best did his they, best friend did they at least did they at least, <laughs> did they at least tell your dad friend. or were they just one of those things where like your dad's well, eating who, he's like who do you think told me the story yeah but what i'm saying is like did they tell him ahead of time or were you're like were they eating dinner around the table and then your dad's like oh this is really good what is it and also, they're like oh it's your rooster he didn't tell me that part of the story also i said my dad's name you're gonna cut that out also <laughs> can i ask you a question yeah. how, how do we know it was, the, it was the same cock what the same cock that your your dad was friendly with it was his only it was theirs like oh it was their it was rooster, their rooster. Okay. yeah so there was no doubt where they got there was it no from. doubt yeah okay there was no doubt where the cock came from exactly Welcome back to episode three of Wildly Adequate, the show about anything, everything, and usually nothing. I am one quarter of your hosting crew, Matthew Urso. I still do not have creative intros for the three of you yet, so I will work on that at some point. So for now, I am joined by just regular old Patrick Fahim. Mm-hmm. Am I, is this my cue? Yeah. Regu- I thought you were going to... Regular gonna, old. I thought you were going... Oh, is this against me saying brains in the brawn? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to rip off um, everything uh, all at once. What's that? Definitely What's not the, the name of the movie. Everything, everything, everything everywhere all at once. Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. It sounded like you were going to say... You are gonna you were going to make a punchline there with that. No. no. I was not. Am, Anyways, I, am I ignorant? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, Mr. Mark... That's me. I'm kind of upset that I wasn't introduced as P2 because I, I plugged my headset into Player 2. Oh, I guess that would make more sense order-wise. I'm I just... Uh, yeah. No, no. He said as P2, not second. Oh, is that what you meant? Second or P2? 
Isn't that the same thing? I, I wanted to be introduced second as well. Oh, I interpreted that as player two. You know what it is? It's because the past couple times I've done Patrick, Mark, Malcolm, yeah. and that's just how it's made sense in my I don't head, blame you. And Malcolm's here. And Malcolm's I'm here. here. He's here. I'm He's present. here, all right. I'm present. All right, let me take the reins here. Please, take the reins, because we're, <laughs> we're falling apart here already. <laughs> take it away. Take <laughs> it away. Patrick will be uh, doing the first Patrick's topic of the day. Patrick's got a topic for us. Oh, what is it? No. <laughs> Ohio. Just Ohio, no, the topic. Ohio. Uh, okay, so... The way I want to get us into this is by asking you guys a quick question. Ask away. Um, just I, I need a quick answer for this. Okay. So let's not dilly dally here. <laughs> just point, point at the person, or just like say, "Hey, Mark, answer first. Or okay, Mark, answer first. Okay. Do you like Michael Jackson? Do I like Michael Jackson's music or him as a person? His music. I like his music. Yes. That's. I like that you made that distinction, Malcolm. Do you like Michael Jackson's music? I like Michael Jackson. Oh wow! He's, <laughs> he's taking the lead. He made a stamp. He made, he made a stamp. And, and Matthew, do you like Michael Jackson? Uh, his music personally doesn't really do too much for me, wow. but like I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Okay, so I'm gonna actually start off with Mark here because I want to hone in on um, the distinction you made here. Sure. So based on the way you answered it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question about liking Michael Jackson it seems like you do do this which is separating the art from the artist here we go do you do that regularly with not just Michael Jackson like with other artists or yeah. is it because like you know like he's a ho- high profile one I, I do it with every artist whether yeah. it's like a, a, an actor or a musician or whatever I think mm-hmm. it's because I know that you know I don't really know the person mm-hmm. like I could see them in interviews or whatever and like like their personality but it could just be something that they throw on in their different in private life so I just think generally I I don't really believe to know what they're like and therefore I wouldn't be able to, to actually like them as a person. I just all I know is their work and yeah. what I've seen from their work and I like their work. That's right. So but like, let's let's use Michael Jackson as the example sure. here and not speak abstractly. Let's assume that the allegation well, I mean, I don't I don't <laughs> no. want to like are there how confirmed are they? I, I still haven't watched the documentary. As far as I personally understand it, yeah. I don't know if it's like a hundred percent confirmed. Okay, so but if it's, it's also more than like you know 85 sure okay let's just go with that first definition i'm not saying it's not confirmed i'm just going to frame it as allegation sure okay so assuming the allegations against michael jackson yeah. which as we understand now is apparently above 85 percent likely to be true <laughs> <laughs> like if they were true yeah are you still able to confidently say that you listen to his music and that you like his music i personally am yeah i, I mean I've, yeah. i feel like I've, I've watched movies like even some tarantino movies are like produced by the Weinstein company and, and Harvey Weinstein did some pretty gross shit. So mm-hmm. like, even though his name was slapped on the beginning of the movie and it's like his production company that made the movie, mm-hmm. I'm able to sit back and be like, you know what? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's gross, but I still love this piece of art for what it is, not mm-hmm. for any person that's attached to it in any way. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Now I just want to go over to Malcolm here because Matthew had said that it's about 85% yeah. confirmed. Yeah. But when I asked you to answer the question, you made the assertion that you like, you, you didn't make the distinction with music that Mark made. You decided to say that you like Michael Jackson. Well, I yeah. I want to And I just want to say for the record, we're just going to go off this tangent for like briefly. I want to come back to think, okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I just want, in my mind, I want Michael Jackson to be a good guy. Okay. So I'm going to go... <laughs> I, I'm just sticking with innocent until proven guilty, and since he's not around anymore, he's innocent. Oh, that's so you, not you're, you're exactly saying, how that works. You're saying, a, 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 a saying like the statute of limitations or whatever, where it's like it's too far removed. 
I mean, the statute of limitations, as far as I understand it, is just forgiving legal punishment. Mm. Like you can yes. still be guilty. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But you, and, just, you just can't be like prosecuted for yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, has he been proven guilty? Again, I mean, I, I think Here's at the yeah. time of recording this podcast, I think we're all under the consensus that it's not technically 100% pr- proven, but yeah. there's a yeah. lot of incriminating I mean, yeah, evidence. I mean, it's one of those things where there's a lot of incriminating stuff, and yeah. it's one of those, like, you know, as the saying goes, where there's smoke, there's fire. And with Michael Jackson, it's like, there's a lot of oh smoke. <laughs> I mean, it is alarming that this many kids that are now grown-ups came out and said Michael Jackson, like, gave him a blowjob in the pool or... Jesus. Right, oh, my we're, goodness. We're have to cut or, that like, out. had... Or, like, had... <laughs> sexual interactions all over his uh, amusement park with them or like took the train and did stuff on the little train that goes around his house yeah so what you're saying is locked himself in yeah. the in the top door of the train conductor's room and you know what i'll say like i know there's not any actual like full-on yeah like definitive he did it or he didn't do it but the fact that they had enough information to make a documentary about it to me is like a little concerning. <laughs> like I'm not gonna be like, oh, because there's a, because there's a documentary, he definitely did it. Mm-hmm. But to see that amount of evidence, I haven't watched it, but I know yeah. it's like an hour long documentary of like all the shit that has been compiled. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm not comfortable with making an assertion because sure, like I had, haven't looked into it yeah, as yeah, much yeah. as maybe I should. I mean, Macaulay Culkin said nothing happened. Well, here's the thing. Is that what he did? You know what I've always thought about that? I've always thought that Michael Jackson maybe he was smart enough to not have any sort of weird interactions with someone who's so famous Mm -hmm. because it was probably around home alone time or whatever and if he did something with him then surely macaulay would come out to the public and be like hey he did this to me Mm. but maybe he was doing stuff to like people who were unknown just like random kids and then that that way it could just be like oh some fan trying to get attention or whatever yeah you know that's uh, that yeah that's hard to think about that's just an assumption but it could work i don't mean to jump uh ahead in your topic here patrick but i assume you're getting at you know, separating the artist from the art. I you already got to that. I explicitly said that. Okay, but what I'm just saying is, are you? Do you have like a specific, like, thesis statement with that, or is it just purely like, what do we just, each think? Yeah, of Yeah, I it? think it's just yeah. exploring what we think about. It. Just well, then it. to jump ahead, because there's some people who believe that. Um, I was about to name a name, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to. Well, I mean, name. let's get Maddie's take on it. Well, yeah. I was going to jump ahead because you're going with Michael Jackson, which is like kind of this unknown at kind of? best nebulous thing and at worst like you know a shit show but i feel like if you Can go you define to define nebulous for our audience and me like <laughs> morally kind of ambiguous or gray used or that word yesterday and i, I did and you were it. like yeah you didn't remember what it you're means. saying it's 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 yeah either uncertain or all the way to like yeah. damn right it's a little bit of a so at best maybe a little nebulous. bit of a schrodinger's cat yeah at best let's say okay i think you misused that it's <laughs> alive or not we don't know it's alive or not or both no, the point is it's the point is right. it is both until uh, you open the box. That's right. Thank you. That's right. So until it's either alive or dead. Oh, okay, you're right. No, he's that right. So okay. I'm saying with My like bad. the with that speci- with the Michael Jackson example. I came out looking like the fool. Yeah. Well, I think you were just kind Dumb. of like he's using too many weird. <laughs> I'm using too many big and, fancy words. Yeah. But what I was trying to get at is like that's you know whatever. Whereas I feel like if you go with a surefire beyond a reasonable doubt. Let's go, Bill Cosby. Example like mm. a Bill Cosby or a Harvey Weinstein. That's a different thing because Mark said he can always separate the art from the artist Mm -hmm. which here's the thing when it comes to this conversation i think it is highly subjective yeah and that's what like people don't often get about it because like personally i'm the kind of person where like actors who have been accused of shit or musicians who have been accused of shit there are still movies of theirs they i will watch and like music i will enjoy 
I, as a kid, loved the Cosby show, like his sitcom he had, because it's hilarious. But it's a show now Careful where, like, now. You're about to get canceled. But it's a show now where I look at it now, and I'm like, you can't watch I it? can't watch this. Oh. And it's not even out of some, like, moral, like, I won't stand for this or anything. It's not even out of that. It's purely because, like, Bill Cosby's whole shtick as, like, a stand-up comic and on that show. The good guy, Was right? like, I'm the good guy. He was literally nicknamed America's dad. Yeah. So it's like he kind of had that persona, and it carries over into the show. So, so when he's on the show, it. like, being like, oh, my daughters, or oh, my kids, oh, or I'm God. dealing with my yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's very, like, this kind of, like humble like you know, mm. i'm just an average guy i have america's dad and i'm funny and lovable and then knowing that it's like we're completely not that at all like that breaks it for me mm. where so it's not even as big of like a moral thing or like i don't want to show support for you which i mean i don't but it's more of like a there's a disconnect there yeah in that specific example mm-hmm. which i guarantee you there are people who are like well i still watch the cosby show and it doesn't well here, weird me out here's, what, here's what i'm gonna say because I, I know i'm saying that i'll do it consistently but I've also never watched something where someone's been like convicted of something, and like I've never, I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't had that Cosby situation of like a show that I like or a movie that I like, and the star of it or the creator of it is like proved like he done he did this to this like X amount of people. Can mm-hmm. anyone think of like a big star and like a big movie that like maybe we've all seen has been convicted of something like that? Uh, somebody like Kevin Spacey, for example, sure. was caught up in all that Me Too stuff, and it's like yeah. he's in a million things that again. I still love Kevin Spacey's performances in certain movies and you know there are movies of his that I have seen and will continue to watch but it's like it doesn't change mm-hmm. necessarily what you know went on with him but it's just a thing that it doesn't it doesn't bother me I guess it doesn't slap you in the face like the Cosby, way, like the Cosby I, thing I does. appreciate the nuance you're trying to bring into the conversation <clears throat> and you're right like blunt. it's what but you want to be blunt with it you just no no I'm not trying to be blunt <laughs> with it I'm saying you're right as with a lot of things that should be like a gray area where it's mm. not, we're not trying to, we shouldn't make a statement that encap- encapsulates all instances. Yeah. But what I also want to ask is, do you feel we ought to separate the art from the artist where possible? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that should be the rule? I don't think so because I don't think that is possible because I think the best art inherently comes from the artist. Like, I, I don't think you yeah. get, I mean, there's a million examples you could get but, or give, but I don't think you get Jimi Hendrix's music without Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't think you get Steven Spielberg's movies without Spielberg. And I don't think you get, you know, like great poetry from Robert Frost without Robert Frost. Yeah. Like, I feel like the artist is built I, into that. I agree with that statement a lot. Um, but however, I do want to also, I guess, explore the idea that not every everyone is flawed to some degree yeah sure and i guess the reason why i'm i would sort of advocate for that being the default separating the art from the artist in the sense of like let's not put them on pedestals and like treat them as if they're perfect morally perfect and does that make sense sure but to me it's not a pedestal thing it is just a the artist is to me in my mind intrinsically tied to the art, it is a question of how much that affects the image, that makes the sense. like art and your yeah. interpretation of. Because again, yeah. Spielberg. Good lord, I hope this statement doesn't age poorly over time because he's my favorite director ever. Mm-hmm. But like Spielberg, as far as I'm aware, is like a you know decent, nice oh, person. You're setting thing. yourself <laughs> up. I'm here, Matt. setting myself up for failure. <laughs> but as far as at this current moment in time, as far as I know, Spielberg 
pretty good a dude. A few years later. His yeah. movies are like so heavily, you know, part of him yeah. or a part of him kind of thing. And that doesn't matter. Where again, like the Cosby show, for example, is inherently a part of it's his show. Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally his that, name. Yeah. And him being part of this thing that's his ruins it for me. That's right. Whereas Spielberg being part of this thing that's his is an example in the other way where it betters it for me. But again, there are examples of controversial people that are definitely part of their art mm. that, like I mentioned, in the very subjective way of this whole thing, doesn't bug me and you know doesn't I, distract from any of this. You know so I'm I, like, ah, whatever. You know what I think mm-hmm. changes it too? Is if you're in front of the camera or behind the camera. Because like, someone like Spielberg, if something came out about him, I feel like more people would be able to separate it because he's just a filmmaker and he's not like in front of the camera being all happy or being like expressing himself and people are like, oh, screw this guy. He's, he shouldn't yeah. be like... Like the spotlight isn't on him is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's, sure. that's why I think even the same thing with like people know about the weird sketchy shit that Woody Allen did and he married his like stepdaughter or whatever and she was like a teenager, like all that shit. Mm-hmm. And people still enjoy his movies and he's still making movies and stuff like that. So Yeah. I uh, mean, it's definitely something in the world where whether people are consciously separating the art from the artist yeah. like people do like chris brown for example Mm-mm. he who did That's he hit rihanna one. yeah he beat yeah. no he didn't just hit her there's oh, pictures he beat that, her there's pictures yeah. that came out and she was like big she bruises. looked like lumped yeah. up like yeah. her face was like unrecognizable yeah. and there are people who still consume his music and he's still popular i've right? actually spoken to people who acknowledge like oh i heard about that it's terrible i hated what he did still making bangers love though. his love his music <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, right. making still listen to him to this day though kind of thing honestly i kind of agree with maddie that it's kind of tied together into one and it's mm-hmm. for myself it's hard to separate yeah. the artist from the music like when i listen to michael jackson i put on a record like in the back of my mind i'm like he might have done this <laughs> but i lo- but i love this yeah. yeah i love this and i love him and, well, that's what I'm saying, it's, where I especially think, with michael jackson sorry about that yeah especially with michael jackson it's one of those things where i do think about what maddie brought up how it's like tied to the, who they are because when i listen to man in the mirror Oh it's yeah, like, oh, it's, no. it's hard to listen to in that mindset where you're thinking about like, oh, did he do this? Yeah, that song or, especially because he's yeah. like he's like talking about like bettering yourself. And exactly, that sort of, and there's tough. also um, um, they don't care about us. That's not as tied. More with, like a social. That's a, that's yeah. a so- social justice more so one, but yeah. still like it's this noble sort yeah. of cause, and it's you know what, I, and I sort think, of undermined, right? I think you're I making know. a very good. You're bringing up a very good point here that connects with what Maddie was saying yeah. about like it going against what they're standing for or whatever. Yeah. Like Cosby, like talking about, how, he used to not swear in his standup too. He used to be like a really PG yeah, guy. Was very, he was like one of the yeah. clean comics of like the Like the fact that he was like emphasizing the, the cleanliness and the innocence and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he was doing the most horrendous shit. Yeah. To me, makes it like, I've never personally watched Cosby stuff, but I would feel like it, would, it might be harder for me to separate it because it's like what Maddie's saying. It's like, it's so opposite of what he was preaching. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. you're making like, you're making art that isn't necessarily like preaching anything and like any moral values. Yeah. Then I feel like it might, it could be easier. I think we're getting to the core of it here where it's, I think we can agree on the following statement. If the art is, um, if the art transcends the character of the person in, in so far as it's making a universal or righteous or just sort of message, then I feel like we ought to separate the art from the artist, whether or not you can. Or at least, right? or at least acknowledge it and be like... Yeah, or know. say like this part of what this person did yeah. is good and this is right kind of thing. Mm. Like for example, if we were to make like an extreme hypothetical, 
Martin Luther King. Let's say he did something outrageous, sure. egregious. Just something came out where he like, yeah. you know, murdered a guy in the street. Exactly. We, I think in that example, we'd all agree that despite that, he should still be held up for yeah. yes, the, the message the messages and that the he, thing he was pushing for exactly. transcends so that. So what, yeah. what are you saying generally from that? What I'm saying generally is that when the when the art transcends the artist, for lack of better words, then we ought to separate the art from the artist and not forget about what's important in that scenario. So you gotta have like you gotta because weigh it basically. We gotta saying. weigh it because a lot of people when we when they have this conversation, it's like yeah, we can't separate the art from the artist, and because what they did is bad, everything they did is bad, kind mm-hmm. of thing, and we can't. Is we no, can't lift up anything they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that what, can't always be true, right? Does anyone know what Gandhi was accused of? What? No, was but Gandhi I, no, accused honestly, of I've, I've heard this. Gandhi had was. some, I forget the details, but it was something, I can't remember. I've heard something. Head, I don't even want to like yeah, take a shot I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to try either, but I have mm. heard that like. Do some Googling. Though. Some people will talk about Gandhi, and, mm. and I've, I've seen this online and shit, YouTube videos and podcasts and stuff. Someone will bring up Gandhi and like something, a, a profound quote he had, and mm-hmm. someone will be like, you know he's a piece of shit, right? Like I've seen this in multiple. Yeah, and that's exactly that, that's perfect because that's exactly what I, I'm trying to sort of harp at here. Yeah, where it's like I think we should avoid that, especially if the message is something universal, and in the long run will better everyone, kind of thing. Yeah, sure. I don't know if we're all on the same page well, with that, but but that's what I'm saying to me again, where the whole thing is just very nuanced and subjective, and I feel like the problem is people people boil it down to their specific lens mm-hmm. where if somebody like if you asked somebody else and they were like i don't listen to michael jackson because i think he's a piece of shit mm-hmm. i have no problem with somebody being like that's you not liking michael jackson's music anymore in the same way that i wouldn't watch the cosby yeah. show anymore it's more a thing that frustrates me when people will then be like and nobody else should listen to michael jackson and if you listen to michael jackson <laughs> you're a piece of shit when you start controlling other people yeah like when it starts to. becoming a thing because it's like and to me it's such a subjective thing of like well you might not listen to Michael Jackson. Like, just for example, somebody might say to me, or like one of you guys, because I don't actually listen to Michael Jackson, so you guys would be a better example. But somebody might say to one of you guys, oh, you listen to Michael Jackson's music? Like, you're a piece of shit. And then you could say to them, well, do you still watch The Cosby Show? And they're like, oh, yeah, I love that show. And they don't, like, have the same sort of hang-up on okay, it. Okay, well, what if it was someone who was consistent in their argument? If somebody was consistent in it and they're like, I don't like either of these things and whatever, then I... Then they have the right to call you a piece no, of shit. No, I think that's fine, but to me it's still a thing of, like, well, you can't... Call me a piece of shit. Like, impose your subjective, this no longer... This is something I'm no longer willing to support. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't impose that on somebody else kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole can of worms. And we haven't even gotten into the whole, like monetary like what does support even mean like if i were watching if i was still they don't even air it anymore but if i was still gonna watch the cosby show on cable like i did as a kid he's not getting any of my money like i'm not really giving him any support kind of thing where if it's like if i bought the album of a musician that was like a piece of shit then they're literally getting my money Mm -hmm. and that's like a way more direct form of support that's right than just Oh, I'm watching this thing on TV, like a rerun. But when someone makes that point, I feel like most of the time they're referring to like mentally supporting someone. Like you're still putting your energy towards watching their mm-hmm. content. It's about like content consumption as opposed to like financial support. I feel like most of the time people are, when they're talking about it, it's like, like why are you st- like Michael Jackson? He's he's passed away. He's not benefiting from anything anymore. Mm-hmm. But people are like, oh, why are you still supporting this person's like 
art mm-hmm. because of who they were or who they are or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Part of why I also don't agree with that line of thought is because you're assuming the person's sort of intentions. For example, if I were to give um, sort of a scenario here with the Michael Jackson one, uh, you could have this person go up to this Michael Jackson supporter or someone who likes their music and say, okay, you're a piece of shit. But to them, it could be the case that they started listening to that music before the allegations came out. It could mean something completely different to them and could hold like a special place hmm. for them with for whatever reason. Or it could you know be like I mean? the, them, them and their father listened to Michael Jackson yeah, growing up or whatever. Exactly. It could, be, it could be a number of things. It could be an infinite number of things. Well, so. to Mark's point, I also think the thing Mark was saying is true where people will think like, oh, even if you're just like not financially supporting somebody, but if you're even just giving them like mind share or whatever. Yeah. Like, that still supports them, whatever. And I also think, even though I'm saying before that, like, I think an artist and their art are intrinsically linked, but there are times where I can separate it. It's one of those things where it's like, even if you enjoy the art of somebody who's, like, a garbage bag, it doesn't mean you're supporting the garbage things they did, Mm -hmm. too, which is the other thing. Where I feel like people will look at it like, I guess a slightly more modern example would be like with all the Kanye West stuff. Mm. I'm not the biggest Kanye fan. There's like a handful. I could count on one hand like the songs Mm. of his I kind of like and will listen to, you know, every once in a while if they come on. But it's like all the shit he was saying towards the end of last year is obviously and clearly abhorrent. I don't think think anyone could even argue that. No one, anyone who's arguing (laughs) against it is either like doing it in bad faith or just an actual lunatic. Uh, uh, But that's the thing where it's like, if you're somebody now who's like, you know what? I can't listen to Kanye anymore. mm. I totally get it. I totally understand it. More power to you. But somebody who's like, well, if you listen to Kanye, you're supporting like Uh anti-Semitism. And it's like, well, just because I like, it's not a one-to-one like power. I like the song. Doesn't mean I like, it doesn't mean I support his views in any capacity. Like it's just, he's a shit bag and is, Views are terrible. Fourth, I can fourth, say that. Fourth Dimension is a good song as well. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Kids See Ghosts is honestly an underrated sure. album. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It's nice and short as well. But I will say with Kanye, for example, like I am a big Kanye fan. I have like a lot of his music. I'd probably even say he's like my favorite rapper. Um, that being said, like to me, again, like there's no argument to be made that what he said had like nuance to it and he was trying to make a grander point. It's just, yeah. it's simply garbage. At the same time, like I haven't personally found myself listening to, to Kanye songs, like Graduation, like I haven't had any problems with it. I haven't listened to it and been like, "Oh, this guy said this this weird fucked up thing." Therefore, I can I can no longer support his music. Like, to me, I listen to it as like an isolated piece of art, and I just that just ha- comes naturally to me. I don't even have to think about it. I just listen to I just listen to the piece of music for what it is, and I don't think about like who made it, why they made it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think like that. Yeah. Well, I also think that's. It's not saying you don't, but I am somebody who sort of like gets deep with the art that i like sure. and i feel like your average person listens to a song plays a video game watches a movie and like doesn't think i guess too in depth on some of these things which is why like they might watch a movie with let's say a controversial actor in it and not think twice about it and then when somebody's like oh you watched that movie with that like asshole in it like yeah. you're an asshole too now kind of thing it's like your average person is like i'm just but i'm not i'm not even saying i just I don't think deeply about any of the content that I consume. I'm just saying I don't think deeply about the person that who made it and their history and what and where they came from and, and what they've done in their lives. I, sure. I can think deeply about the content and what the message is of the song or of the movie or whatever it is. 
I just don't find myself naturally thinking about the individuals because even if there's stories out there that they did X, Y, and Z, I don't know this person. I don't know what led them to do something. I don't like, it's one of those things where I can acknowledge that this person did something terrible, but I don't know them. So to me, it just feels weird being like, oh, because um, Cosby's different, right? Because I mean, he had like an insane amount of people who came out and it was all proven and shit. To me, it's like if someone's been accused of something, I can't jump and be like, oh, like that person's a piece of shit because pe- some people accuse them of something. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I agree. I'm currently, I'm just thinking about how Drake's name keeps getting brought up in the murder of XXX Tentacion's case. Really? And in is that how you say that? XXX Tentacion. It, it is. Yeah, it is. Temptation. Temptation. <laughs> Definitely not temptation. XXX Tent. But just say X. X. Okay. I just didn't think everyone would know if when I they, like, no, I, yeah, talking honestly, about I don't think X. they would know. The young and um, But either way, he was accused of like paying the guys that killed X to do it because of some sort of music problem where like X like stole some of us like melodies or something like that or his sounds. Don't his know if, sounds are so weird though. Don't know if any X? of this. Don't know if X, any of it's yeah. true. I, like, not, I, not weird bad by the way, but yeah. I think either X or Drake posted something about like their sounds and then them taking it and like using it mm. and but either way even if drake is like proven guilty and does like some time in jail or whatever i'm not gonna focus what i know about drake on his personal life and like what he did i'm gonna listen to his music that's what i'm saying like that's what i'm i'm listening to or i'm, I'm engaging with the content mm-hmm. i'm not engaging with this person personally mm-hmm. i'm not having a conversation with them i'm not hearing their opinions on stuff i'm listening to a piece of art it's like looking at a painting i'm, I'm appreciating the visual of it but i'm not like engaging with the person who made it personally mm. in terms mm. of like yeah i'm engaging with what came out of their mind but i'm not engaging with who they are necessarily yeah yeah like in their personal life as we are having this conversation i'm finding myself more and more leading towards not being able to separate the art from the artist because i'm just try- i'm imagining that drake situation being true mm. and it's like that would really hot, suck hot like line, i really hot, like hotline bling of- wouldn't hit anymore <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hate to um, veer off here. Um, I was about to get a scam call, actually. I th- I was expecting a call. Yeah. Mm. Not necessarily tonight, but I thought for whatever reason it was coming tonight. And I stepped away to answer it. <laughs> Audible fart. We have to stop. Sorry. Every episode we've brought up a fart so far. That's we true. Need next Seriously? episode. Yeah. Next episode, we need to not bring it. Like, even if someone farts, don't bring it what up. What if it's our trademark? That could be a trademark. But I, don't think, I don't think I want that. I don't think I want it either. Honestly, just don't give a name. Just don't give a name. It's not that you did it. Just oh, okay. I didn't, no one said, I didn't say anything. No one said. I mean, we can embarrass was, you for this one. It was Malcolm Malcolm did it. Great. Wow. It's calling him out. So, anyways, you got this random scam call. I got this random scam call, and um, did you give I'm them Malcolm? Upset. Did you give them Malcolm? Upset. Did you give them Malcolm's exact address? I should have. <laughs> call back. All right. At the end of the day, it's just to you know, as we'll we'll veer out of this. We don't want to run too long in the tooth. But at the end of the day, here it's like I said, where to me it's just it's an incredibly subjective thing it's for every person sort of make up and think about on their own and i don't think it's worth like giving other people shit Mm. for something that you personally we we went two different ways with this i was trying to end this segment with like something random and abruptly (laughs) and you wanted to sum it up yeah i figured i'd bring it back (laughs) honestly i'm I'm totally with maddie there in terms of like it's a very subjective thing you can't it's it's not fair to judge someone and be like oh you're you're listening to this that means you're a piece of shit because they did something and i will say i think a lot of the judgment a lot of times also comes from people like, you know, Twitter people, as I call them, liking to just shit on other people. Yeah. Because I guarantee, like, when somebody comes out and is like, hey, Michael Jackson's an asshole, 
I'm like, all right, well, I don't listen to his music anyway, so that doesn't affect me. I guarantee you there are people who, when, like, things come out about artists, they didn't engage with the art at all. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you know, I didn't listen to Kanye's music at all, and now he's being an asshole. So if somebody's like, well, I still listen to Kanye, I'm going to mm. be like, I stopped listening to you Kanye, know? and you're a piece of shit for still listening to Kanye, <laughs> when know? it's like they never engaged mm-hmm. in the first place. I have place. a feeling that some of those people, if they did listen to, per se, Michael Jackson before the allegations came out, and then the allegations came out, there's no way that they stopped listening to his music completely. I just don't believe it. <laughs> like you're, you're saying I, I if, like if, if like a Michael Jackson it. song came on that they like listened to as a kid, they're not going to skip it. I'm gonna be like, oh, I hate this now. I'm not listening to it because I'm supporting it. Okay, <laughs> that's a, that's a really weird thing to just really like not believe. Like this can't believe. be real. I'm just calling bullshit. Just you know what I'm gonna say? The last thing I'll personally say about this. Okay. I don't believe in the idea of like haters. I mean, generally I do, but I don't. People like overuse that term a mm-hmm. lot. It's like, oh, f the haters type thing. But in this case, when Matt, what Maddie's talking about, I feel like it's people who are so popular and famous are like. People are jealous of them. People look at them. Some people who don't even engage with what they're doing just want their downfall. They want to see people like, if you're not happy with your own life, you want to see other people not being happy. So let's say Michael Jackson, when the allegations came out, I'm sure there are a lot of people that were like, oh, yeah, see, bullshit. He's he's a fucking terrible person or, or, or whatever. I want to cut all this out. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> had the best cup of water in my entire life that's not even a joke really yeah. what do you mean i from your fridge your fridge always makes it really cold it's really good stuff yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i haven't changed the filter in a long time so oh my god so why like, would you <laughs> say that i was just about to ask you about the filter actually i don't know i don't personally change it so i mean I don't so know. it could be changed you're saying Pro- probably but probably not but probably no no no. <laughs> you said probably <laughs> probably not but, that, but let's be honest that's what makes it taste better yeah, yeah. Mm, it has all the it has all the juices. Up. Yeah, it's got everything. Up. It's got everything built up into the water. You know, that's let's be honest. Yeah, that makes kind of you kind of want the debris. Anyway, to, this week I'd like to talk about music. Mm-hmm. I know we've done it before, but in particular, I want to talk about how you guys listen to music, how you consume music, not in mm-hmm. terms of how you discover music, but I've realized recently, and I think it's just generally a part of my personality. But when I listen to a new song and I love it, I will listen to the same song like a million times that day and that week i'll just listen to it over and over and over because i'm so in love with it and then i end up ruining my favorite song <laughs> like this is a really bad habit that i have even just this week i was talking to malcolm about this trippy red song that i was listening to i'm not even the biggest rap guy or trippy red guy but there's a song that i think it's called what was it called malcolm do you remember taking a walk that's that's right taking a walk it's a really good song i like it but i listened to it maybe 20 times yesterday and today <laughs> And now I feel like... Wait, 20 times yesterday and 20 times today or 20 times yesterday and today? Probably the former, honestly. Oh, wow. Yeah, probably okay. 20 times just today. Okay. And like, I hate that I do that because I, I can't control myself when I love it. I just like, I want to go over and over and over again. And then I end up not liking it after a while because I've kind of overplayed it for myself. So I want to ask you guys, like when you like a song, how do you deal with that? Do you even think about it consciously in terms of like, I want to listen only to this like very, very uh, scarcely? Yeah. Or or I'm just gonna let my you know my desire just take over and me, me listen to it as much I, time as I want. One one song I can think of where I did the exact same thing is I was working with my dad and I heard heard it through the grapevine playing. Mm. And oh, I was like, yeah. this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life, and I just kept Thing, playing it for at least da, 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 a week or two da, da, straight. And after that, I was like, I can't listen to it anymore. It was yeah. crazy. I, I love it. Listen to that song in easily months. It's a banger. It's so good. So good. Yeah. So Patrick, let me ask you first. 
when you listen to a new song that you love mm-hmm. and you're just like, I am all about this song. Do you think about it like I think about it? Like, I don't want to listen to this too much as to not ruin my enjoyment of it. Or do you just like not even think about it? I don't even think about it. And I also don't like two things. I don't have that conflict in my head. <laughs> First of all, you're not crazy. Second of all, I just <laughs> second of all, it just like when I like a song and I first find it, I play it more often in the sense of when I'm in the car. Okay, like I'll cue it up. Yeah, but I'm not gonna put it on repeat. Oh, I put like I once go, it goes, it goes. Yeah, that's fair enough, and I think yeah. that's definitely a healthier healthier way to approach it. But I'll I'll do that shit on repeat. Just mm-hmm. like taking a walk, I listen to like seven times. How do you do that? Well, here's How, the thing. Like, that's that's insane to me. But let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something though. I don't. I'll listen to it maybe like a couple times back to back, but then I'll start separating it with other songs. That so, I yeah. do you know how crazy that sounds? A couple times back to back, then I'll sprinkle in one song and then back to it, another song back yeah, honestly, to it, then two songs. Yeah, I'm gonna correct myself. Yeah, like just when I was I went to the the supermarket with my brother earlier, mm-hmm. and I went from like two different Trippy Red songs from the same album, mm-hmm. and I went like back and forth like twice. <laughs> Like, I'll do that sometimes where I don't necessarily like listening to the same song, like, in a stretch, mm-hmm. but I want to listen to it often, and, I, and I'll sprinkle things throughout, mm-hmm. but, like, at least one, 50% of the time I'm playing that song, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Honestly, it, d- it doesn't sound... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah. today, I listened to Peaceful, Easy Feeling by the Eagles seven times in a row. <laughs> in a row? In a row. Seven times. I listened to it once, and I was like, that is so good. I'm going to listen to it again. And wow. then I finished it. I was like... I love that one part. I want to hear it again. Mm. I just kept going. I just kept going. I, I do that too. I, I'll go. Th- I'll go back into the song and like cut to a part that I really like, and I'll listen to it again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll listen to my favorite part of the song. Okay, here's a problem that I have, and you guys know that I have this problem. I'll listen to songs, but never, almost rarely do I listen to the full song when I'm oh around. Oh my god! Uh, when I'm around other people, when I'm by myself, most of the time I listen to the whole song. But when I'm around other people, I'm like. I want you guys to hear the dopest part and then I'm skipping it. <laughs> that, shit, that shit drives me nuts if we're like in the car and one of you guys is playing a song and it's like there's two minutes left in the song and skips. I'm like, there's two minutes left in the fucking song, Have you, have you never started listening to a song and then at some point you're like, you know what? I'm not feeling it anymore. You've never had that? Some that happens, but not like, it's not like a habit. That's more of like the odd like occurrence. Okay. That's also, not like a constant. Also, you know. some songs, I have parts of it that I like and then parts that I despise. Sure. Like, there's some songs with, I don't hate 21 Savage. I actually really like 21 Savage, but there's some songs where he comes on and it's like, <laughs> kills sure. the mood. Yeah, I just yes. want to move to the next That's... one. Like, Creepin', for example. Really? I'm not, I'm not a big fan of his part. I like, I like his part. That's yeah. a whole different thing, though. But to, I'm kind of in line with Patrick because I'm not a sociopath, as I think right. him and I have agreed. Thank where... you. Shake my hand. We're shaking hands right now. You can shake That's his clammy hand. Thing. Was it clammy that time? Not, not uh, it's okay. Why is your hand so red? I don't know. He's They're got, always right. Really you know, you've known me for ten it's years. Like extra red in the right survey now. when it when it was like, <laughs> how long have you known Malcolm? Ten years, I'm gonna, bro. I'm gonna provide some context. Patrick, uh, Patrick goes to the University of Toronto, and mm-hmm. he. Uh, this is enro- that's right, Miss Saga. <laughs> Asterix there. No, he, he enrolled us in a in a survey for uh, for credit. In a study, for his course, yeah. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool, but 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 we're not done yet. We have to do the Zoom meeting. That's so, right. Yeah. Um. But what was I gonna say? Yeah. So in terms of like. If I discover music or find songs and stuff that I'm into, I don't listen to it over and over again in that day. I'm going to cut you off. right. I don't listen to like a stretch. Here's what I'm going to say. I definitely up the frequency significantly, and I'll listen to it many times in a day, but not usually back to back to back. But that's what I'm saying. Even that I don't do, whereas yeah. to me it just becomes a thing where it's like when I am listening to music like for days or weeks, I'll be listening to some of those songs, but it's not like in one day – multiple sessions it's more once a day for multiple days kind of thing and i think what 
applies to that is sort of what Patrick was maybe kind of getting at. And what I thought you were going to get at the beginning, Mark, when you said, like, how we listen to music is, like, the actual physically, physically way of I how get we into do that it. Because here's yeah. the thing. I love just sitting around with, like, headphones on and listening to music. But that's not my favorite way to listen to music. Me neither. I infinitely prefer either being at home, like, soundbar, subwoofer on, nobody's home, and, like, blasting shit. Yep. Or being in my car and just mm. driving around. I love listening to music that way so that's the thing where it's because i like listening to music in those two specific ways yeah and because i'm not doing them mm-hmm. as often as you know i could sit around and listen to it on my headphones whenever i want that almost forces me in a way to not be playing a song i just heard that i enjoy you know 20 times in a day where it's like the new gorillas album that just came out cracker island yeah i have been listening to that album in my car once a day every day mm. since it came out probably but, but why are you saying it's more difficult or is it more is there, are you saying it's more difficult to listen to it in the, in that medium of of your car versus like your It's headphones? not that it's more difficult it's just that because I'm not you know always in my car always driving sure. somewhere okay. I'm not sitting and listening to, like I don't sit at home just listening to music very often yeah. it's usually I'm doing something else That's and right. if I'm listening to music it's just music I've heard mm-hmm. you know a million times like I'm not in engaging with new music or a song i just discovered that i enjoy at home you're folding laundry and listening to it for me it's like when a new album or song or whatever something i find whether it's new old whatever but if it's new to me Mm. the first thing i want to do is drive around in my car (laughs) with the music loud as shit i was actually gonna jump in here and say that my absolute favorite way of consuming music i already know is with a speaker in the shower interesting i love really yeah i don't like that that's favorite my favorite bro term, when i'm in hold the, on but in terms yeah. of like i'm not talking about the quality experience because i put music on if i'm in the shower yeah. sometimes too but i'm saying sitting and listening to the music yeah when i'm yeah that's my favorite from like way. a technical and soaking it all in and all that like the shower no i'm saying i'm saying for so- i'm saying for songs that i already know sure okay yeah. that's a different and songs that i like to sing along to sure that's a slightly different ball yeah. of i love cleaning my body okay uh-huh. <laughs> describe that well, process to us in no, great detail i refuse okay. i mean we kind of broke it down a little bit last episode that but is true here's what i'm gonna say um in terms of my preference for how to listen to music technically i never even i didn't really fully think about that but when i said how do we listen to music i was like i actually do want to break down the physical part of it too for me it's like in my tv i have like the little sub like the sound bar or whatever mm-hmm. and little speakers out loud like while i'm doing folding laundry or something I love blasting it on my TV and through the speakers, and that's like my my most um, enjoyable music listening experience. You do your laundry in your living room. That's where your TV. No, in my is. bedroom. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. You have a TV in your bedroom. Yeah, and right. has a, and I have, it has a little soundbar and stuff. So my fault. <laughs> all good. So yeah, that's how I prefer listening to music. My second favorite is my car because mm-hmm. it's my own private space and I can really blast it in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not like obnoxious with it, like bothering the whole neighborhood. But like, if I'm driving and it's like, I don't know. When I was going to the highway to do my, my G test, I was just listening listening to music really loud because it was really loud traffic and stuff like that, and I just liked blasting it. Mm-hmm. Loud music, by the way, is so much better than like turning it down and having it kind of quieter. Yes. It needs to be at a respectable volume. No. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, boys. Dude. This is where we disagree greatly because the amount of times Patrick has gotten in my car and I have music, Turned not even loud, like it's in the winter dude. in the winter when my windows are up yep. and it's at like 10 in my car, and Patrick will crank it down dude. to 5. 
or something <laughs> of that nature. And it drives me nuts. Don't you realize that when you have someone in your car, it should be at a respectable volume in no, case no, no, no. conversing is going to occur? But here's, see, here's the thing, though. When I, if I'm, let's say, driving, if the four of us are driving somewhere and I'm the one driving, especially in the summer, because summer, windows down, music loud Dude, is my favorite shit. I can't wait for that again. I can't wait. But what <laughs> frustrates me is there are definitely times where the four of us will be going somewhere. Mm. Let's say in the summer. In the somewhere. Somewhere. In the summer. In the summer. <laughs> driving till you know if we're going like a movie or something let's say and it's the summer and windows down driving i genuinely i don't know if i've ever expressed this to you guys but Mm -hmm. i genuinely get annoyed (laughs) at you guys i guess is the only right way to say it because i don't know no 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 no. No, no, you can you can can tell me that it's me because i don't like when the windows are down it's not even well that's a whole other thing because i love the windows down and i know you're specifically the person who's not a big fan of the windows because it hits my face Okay, two things. What? Two, two things. <laughs> we'll be going like you know we're not speeding, but we're going like a, a decent speed. Whether it is whether it's on the highway or not, we don't usually drive on the highway together. But like, let's say you're going like sixty to eighty kilometers an hour, mm-hmm. and the windows are down, and the wind is therefore like hitting my face at a quick rate, mm-hmm. and I have to kind of like blink my like squint my eyes a little bit because the wind's really coming quick. Not only that, if we're going out. I have very thin hair, and then the wind makes me look like a baby bird. Right? <laughs> oh so I don't like, so I don't like the windows down for those two reasons. One of like, yeah, the, in my face, just annoying, and then two, my hair, and oh. also it's like, I feel like it's not as enjoyable to listen to the music. Wanna, then it, but that's the thing where I put the music loud enough that the windows being down fair. doesn't affect it. But what I was gonna get at less specifically with the windows and more about the music is there have definitely been times in like the scenario I'm painting of the four of us are in my car driving somewhere, music like windows down, music mm. loud. Where I almost want everybody to just shut the hell up so I can play the music really loud. But because it's us, we'll be sitting around like talking and shooting the shit. And I have to like yeah. lower the music so that we can talk you know so that you, it's at a respectable like, volume you know, for Patrick. Yeah, and there are times where it definitely drives me nuts where I'm like, can everybody just not talk for a second and let's just sit here and jam it to I the feel music like you at should, like 30. I feel like the fix for that is to make it clear that that's what you want to do. That's what I was about, I was I about to say we, that. I think Patrick. we can all be on the same page where it's like, hey guys, Dude, I, I guess. A couple songs. But I don't want to be the let's dickhead sometimes that's like, no, 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 no. You know, hey, you everybody shut up, doing it's music that, time. You can be nice about it because this is, this is what I do. No, he'll be the someone, You know what I do? <laughs> I feel like I kind of sneak it in and no one really notices. Unless someone, everyone notices and I'm just, I think I'm smart, but I'm not. What I'll usually do is say like, oh, like listen to this part. And then I'll kind of turn it up a little bit. Yeah, I've noticed. And then maybe a little. <laughs> that's, that's the tell. Yeah, yeah. Because then maybe, and then at that point, like, it's me doing it without being like, "Hey, can you stop talking?" I'll just be like, yeah. "Oh, hey, look, I, this is." A, and and most of the time, I am telling the truth. Like, this is a really cool part of the song. Yeah. And then maybe I'll just leave it higher until we want to converse again. Mm-hmm. And and I've I've also noticed like sometimes we'll, we'll be in your car and like, Patrick's talking to me from the front seat. And then I'll be like, "Oh, can you turn it down? I can't hear Patrick or whatever." And then that's fine. It's like we, we can be communicative and. Huh. and I want to get in on this now. Yeah. Yeah. One annoying thing is Patrick theme turning the volume down when I'm enjoying the music a whole lot. Because you can't hear when as I'm much lo- of it. Or when I'm loving the song yeah. and he's like, let's turn that down. Again, respectful volume. I don't want to go on that. Please. I understand. Respectful volume. But yeah. you can't. When you have it loud, you can hear all the instruments. Mm-hmm. You can hear every little piece of the song. Sometimes exactly. when you when you really turn it down, you miss some of the little things. I'm sorry. Do you have hearing deficiencies? Exactly. If so, then I'm sorry. Hold on. I, I got to go get water. But ne- I don't have hearing deficiencies, but there are some. <laughs> and, very- and no hate to people who do, by the way. I'm just. Do your thing. I shouldn't baby. have said that. <laughs> no, but, but what I'm saying is that there are little tiny noises and sounds and backtracks and like little things that you won't be able to notice if you turn it down significantly. Tell me what a backtrack is. I'm saying like a like a, a subtle, <laughs> a quieter piece of music going on in the background, or, or a subtle instrument that's going on in the background. Okay. Like sometimes you'll blast, I'll blast a song, 
And I'll be like, wait, what, since when was there a, a very slight violin at this point or a, a slight whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Like when you really blast it, you pick up all those little things. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I hate to, again, no hate or I'm not trying to bash people who have hearing deficiencies. <laughs> oh my God. But I personally believe I have pretty good hearing and I okay. can hear that stuff with a respectful volume. But to me, all it's those little just things. not as enjoyable. I agree. Okay, okay, so everything you just said was worth <laughs> everything that you just said do, doesn't apply. No, 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 no. But I'm saying it's more enjoyable. I'm saying it is easier. To, it's easier to hear those little pieces, and therefore more. And enjoyable. therefore, it's more. Oh, enjoyable. Okay. okay. Right. I was also. Gonna, I was just gonna say before I got into what I was gonna say was that the second most annoying thing to me is when Amanda's in the car. She comes in and she turns the volume either to an even number or to a numeral of five. Yeah. Really, she does that, yeah. really pisses me off because I want to listen at twenty one because it just feels right. Wait, wait, I go. No. Okay, you're Honestly, equally weird for wait, wanting wait, wait, it to be a twenty. Wait, 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 hold on, you guys no, don't, that's you, like some OCD shit. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do that. I'll go like, I usually listen at thirty-five is my max volume on my on my uh, in my car. Mm-hmm. So I'll go when I want to go real loud, max thirty-five, or if I want to be like quite loud but not like crazy, I'll go thirty. If I want to be like nice and crisp but not like over the 25. top twenty-five, I'll, and then sometimes I'll go minimum fifteen, but I'll go and I usually don't go like seventeen. But are you doing like are you specifically going out of your way to be like it's got to be sixteen or eighteen? It can't be seventeen. No, but I'm 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 just sticking to numbers of like like um what do you call it? I did, like Even five. Then? Because what five. Malcolm's describing about this person we know is that's some. He's saying that when she goes behavior. into the car, she makes sure the mm. volume like is an increment of I don't look at it. She'll make sure she adjusts it so it's just perfect. No, yeah. to me, I just I just stick to 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. Oh, although, okay, for so. the record, I've been in the car with her before and purposefully, like, I fought her on it and changed it to, like, not an interval of five, and she gave up at one point. Really? <laughs> so it's like, you can win. Okay, you well, just need oh to be goodness. persistent. As I was going to say for my favorite ways to listen to music, mm. number one is when it's summertime and it's nighttime, my windows are down and I'm blasting as loud as I can. I'm just, I'm just oh, zooming. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I, I just want to say this. I'll, I just want to put wind. this on the record, and this is going to be something that exists forever once this goes on uh, the internet. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to lose your hearing before me. Now, here's the thing. That's not true. I don't it's entirely true. disagree with you. However, I also don't care. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I'm fist bumping Maddie right now. But here's, here's the thing. I also don't really care. Secondly, I feel like it's different based on what you're, how you're listening to the music. Like if you're listening with headphones and you're blasting it, mm-hmm. like Max, sure. I don't really do that. Yeah, Because that that's I like right do. into my ears. Mm-hmm. A car, you could still say that's not great for you because it's a confined space. Yeah. But I, I really like in a big room listening to loud music. And to me, that's not going to like really have a significant damage on my hearing if I'm in a big room, like in my living room and I'm playing music loud. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if I'm directly into my ears, yeah. like, well, yeah. You know what traumatized me? Uh, when we were in high school, mm-hmm. in grade 11 or 12, Merrick would regularly drive Malcolm, Adriano, and I home. And Merrick is one of you people. I'm going to say no, it, you people honestly, who blasts their yeah. music. And I never opened my mouth in those days. Like, yeah. it was grade 11 or 12. It was high school. And I would be in pain. You know what you do? And oh Malcolm would watch me sometimes cover my ears because of how loud Dude. music was. Literally covering my ears because I'm in pain. You know, you know what Patrick would do? Yeah. You, if It's happened before in my car as well. He'll just make a face. He'll, he'll be like, he'll, he's not feeling it. He doesn't like this. <laughs> but also, I, I agree with you in a sense because... I also don't blast at max when there's other people in the car. I've never done that. Unless you guys, unless I'm like, can mm-hmm. I can I go crazy? Like, I don't really do that. Yeah. When you guys come into the car and I want to listen to a song, like, nice and loud, I'll go, like, 20 or 25 out of 35, and mm-hmm. it's not nearly as loud. Like, I don't like maxing it out when there's other people there because, like you said, it's, like, most likely we'll, we'll trade a few words here and there, and I don't want it to be, like, fucking, you know, mm-hmm. bleeding ears business. Thank right? you. Yeah. I'm not a crazy person. No, it's rational. Right? I think so. I'm going to go on with my second 
favorite way, yeah, which is it. which is headphones. Mm. Oh my I god! Like... Can I cut you off there for one second? I was gonna say my second favorite way, and um, in that I was gonna say my second favorite way and your first favorite way through the vinyl record, uh, vinyl record player. That's I like the vinyl record player, but it's not my favorite way. I like it's my favorite, and it's not even second. It's just not even second. What you're it's, saying. I just like having the music oh, okay. and being able to play it i love i love vinyls. listening through the vinyl i love listening through the vinyls too, too but yeah. i like when I, it can get really loud mm-hmm. and because i can't put it as loud as i want in my house mm-hmm. you know and yeah. okay i, I can yeah. i can choose exactly each and every song that's going to come up that's not going to be on the same album Fair enough yeah and like i love everything about the vinyls but it's just not my it's not it's you up don't there. love everything about the vinyls. i do, I do. No, no you don't like that okay. you can't <laughs> I like yeah, yeah. But as i was gonna say i like headphones because i just kind of get put them on i just i'm by myself you no one's lost. around me i it, get lost it is the yeah. most I, I will say it is the most immersive experience by far mm. like to me it's like i don't do it often but when i do it's like the music hits me emotionally way more than any other medium of, of listening to it mm. like mm. car versus out loud in my room versus headphones like headphones make me feel the most when i'm listening to music personally. honestly for me the car hits me the most because really? it can go louder than headphones in my opinion and headphones they can go pretty loud but i just feel it more in the car when i'm driving and i'm doing something but with the car for me it's like most of the time unless it's like really empty out there's going to be significant traffic in milton and Mississauga, wherever i'm driving so i don't like like to me when i'm focusing on driving that takes away a little bit from me being fully immersed in the music you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i can't be a hundred percent in the music when i'm driving because like you know then you'll get in an accident yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and i have uh but yeah so i think it's like to me it's a little bit of me can't be that wasn't as a consequence of the music though. it was not it was yeah. it was poor decision making and i <laughs> completely at fault uh yeah here's the thing though to sort of as we segue our way out of this the mm-hmm. one thing i feel like we haven't talked about which i don't know how this didn't jump out to any of us and this is definitely a personal favorite in some sense bill cosby concerts <laughs> <laughs> like Cons- live music. I, I love concerts but after i went to the weekend concert with these oh, two guys yeah my ears were ringing really and they were yes for weeks. mine weren't that bad but here's what i'm gonna say what? about about concerts to me it is the most fun way to listen to music for sure like mm-hmm. it's the most like exhilarating mm-hmm. but at the same time it's not my preferred it's not my preferred and also and, and why is because like when i was listening to the, the weekend sing he was so excellent live and you guys attest to that patrick mm-hmm. Malcolm, they came with me um he was so excellent live but he's like He's speaking. Th- he's he's singing through a microphone, and like it's really loud in there. There's people cheering. Like it's not like his pure voice. It's like kind of distorted a little bit by mm-hmm. all the all the shit that's going on. Yeah. So to me, it's not the purest listening experience, and I want a pure experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely like really fun, but I don't prefer it. In this part of the episode, can we put up our pictures from that concert? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Bing. Hold bang. on. Hold on. The editor. The editor said no. How many pictures oh, do we shit. have? I mean, you know, we'll see one day maybe. That's okay. a good thing for the socials, you know. If, yes. if Maddie ends up deciding uh, that he'll put them up, here they are. Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the concert for me, not my favorite way of consuming music. Although I did really like the uh, experience going to the weekend concert. That mm-hmm. was my first concert was awesome. ever. Me too. And you too, right? God, I loved it. It, it was really good. Um, but yeah, like what Mark was saying, it's it's not the best in the sense of the audio quality isn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm around a, a bunch of people I don't know, sure. which mm-hmm. doesn't make me entirely comfortable. That's sure. fair enough. Um, but but something about... that's an advantage with it is he, was, he wasn't he was doing everything one-to-one with 
how he recorded his tracks. Sure. Like he was being have like fun funky with it. With it. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and it was fun. And you know, the, some of the transitions between songs were so sick. so sick. Like yeah. like, like yeah. he'd like so smoothly go from one beat into the other beat. I think yeah. there was one where it was like Crew Love and like Starboy or something. Mm-hmm. It was so sick. Yeah. But like to me, that added excitement because when he'd switch to the next song, it would your brain would be like, wait, is that? And then it would be like, holy shit, like, he's yeah, playing Starboy. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. with <laughs> concerts is it's just different, and it's not better or worse. It's just different mm. because like there are moments there are of the handful of concerts i've been to there are live moments that can't be replicated mm-hmm. by listening to the songs you know in any other way on my own that are better than listening to it on my own but at the same time it's one of those things like mark's saying where overall i'd rather just do it on my own the mm. two that jump to mind the one time i went to go see metallica live in toronto they always open their concerts with the piece of music called uh, Ecstasy of Gold from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So it's like this Western-sounding kind of piece. So as soon as that song comes on, like, you know they're taking the stage and whatever. And, like, hearing the whole, like, Roger Center singing along with that song, mm-hmm. like, is so electrifying. And you're never going to get that mm-hmm. on an album. And same thing um, last summer when I was in New York with my family and we went to go see Billy Joel mm-hmm. at uh, Madison Square Garden. When he Crazy. did, when they did Piano Man, like as the final song of the show, like the last chorus or whatever the hell it's called of the song, the band stops playing and he stops singing, and all the house lights come on in Madison Square Garden, and it's just every single person in there that has to be surreal. singing the song, yeah. and it is. It's yeah. like this, like magnetic, just thing of like holy shit. Every all these thousands of people are sitting in here, you know all singing this song that it's, this guy wrote back at him kind it's of on, thing on and then as the crowd sings it band kicks back in and mm. he goes into it again kind I, of thing. I will say that a really uh, and you guys didn't enjoy this as much as I did <laughs> okay. but when it's live music and it's in a bar or a lounge mm. and it's that's that's really good for me like I really like a smaller that, scale exactly live smaller scale uh, live performance and i'm with like my friends mm-hmm. or i'm with a hot date that hasn't happened yet <laughs> that hasn't happened yet <laughs> but what about, what about karaoke uh as in like consuming music i love i, I like doing karaoke i mean like, I like do you like being in a bar like you said you like live performance do you like being in a bar no no i meant like karaoke? professional oh, professional people playing not karaoke side note if yeah. anyone's interested in going on a date with patrick let us know yeah let me know let's hit know. me up but uh, you'll put up my uh, put up a good picture of Patrick. Let's put up a good picture of Patrick. Yeah, and put up and my Instagram. Put up some Instagram. And here's a so weekend picture again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Malcolm, talk to me. All right, now I know I talked to you about a topic before that you actually said you prefer, but I'm actually gonna go with my other one. Oh no! Whoa, um, shaking it up. How dare you? Let's talk about. Our favorite foods. Mm. Let's talk about how they make you feel. Let's talk about how they get you excited. Let's talk about let's talk about all of it. What so are what I, are your favorite foods? Dare I foods? say, Malcolm, food the topic. Yep. <laughs> Is that like, like a reference? You know, it's, no, it's like just, it's kind of it's akin to <clears throat> sports. The topic is mm-hmm. very general, mm-hmm. but there's so much that immediately my mind starts going like crazy with different ideas mm-hmm. i was thinking about this this morning it's crazy that you brought this up or it's not that crazy because food is pretty common but <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everybody everybody eats. everybody eats. isn't it crazy everybody does <laughs> the moment i woke up i was like i think that burgers are my favorite thing to eat ever can i cut you off there no i feel like in some very real way yeah we mm-hmm. could get called out like everybody eats and someone on twitter is gonna be like mm. what about the kids in africa they yeah. don't eat as I, I have i can't eat i can only drink out of a 
a straw or something. Yeah, don't, don't worry about that. Yeah. No, but Cry honestly, about it. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about burgers this morning, mm-hmm. and I really do think that every time I go out to a restaurant, I just fucking I want to order their burger. Mm. I just I love burgers so much. They're very versatile. You can do a lot of things with them. Patrick and Maddie and I were talking about this. I'm not sure if Malcolm, you were in this conversation, but we were talking about hot dogs versus hamburgers, and how I used to be a, quite a, uh, a hot dog guy. But to me, hamburgers are so much more uh, flexible, like with what you can add on them and mm-hmm. the different variations. It's not even different, close. It's not even close. Burgers di- all the way. Oh, my God. I love che- cheeseburgers, bacon cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Put mm-hmm. them in me. I this think you guys are lacking. Like start, though, with your favorite foods. Yeah, I so, think you're lacking creativity, by the way. Sure. But, with regards to the hot dogs. Well, sure. But not Patrick, even close? You know what I it's said, though? It's not comparable. You know, what I, I don't think. you know what I said about the hot dogs, though? Mm. Is that, it, to me, it's just me personally. I don't like relish. I don't like raw onions. Many of the common or, or uh, mustard... Many of the common things that people put on hot dogs, I don't personally like. Mm -hmm. That's why, to me, they're not as versatile. But burgers, there's so many things that people can put on burgers that I do like. Mm. Fresh vegetables. What's one thing you can put on burgers that you can't put on hot dogs? Well, what do you mean can? Like, I mean, you could put whatever you want on a hot dog, but is it going to be a a tomato doesn't go to a hot dog. I don't think so. I put tomatoes on hot dogs. You're gross. It was really good. Patrick, what's your favorite food? We got burgers from Mark. Let's start there with your favorite. I want to plead the fifth. Can you come back to me? We'll come back to you. Malcolm, favorite food? Mm. I'm not an American citizen, by the way, so I don't have that right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say, in general, just the chicken. Mm. So versatile. You can do so much with it. I find myself dreaming about all things chicken. Chicken sandwiches, chicken nuggets. Raisin canes. Butter chicken, raisin canes, oh, dude, fried going, chicken. Mm. Going, that's why we're going to Miami, by yeah. the way. Oh my God. There's a raisin canes in Miami. and 12 we're gonna, piece in my mouth. Woo! I just like to imagine Malcolm lying in bed at night with like a, he's asleep, but he's got a big grin on his face. And he's like, if somebody walks in and they're like, wow, he must be having really pleasant dreams. And in his head, he's at like Popeye's. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, he's no, eating. You have no idea how much it excites me to hear the word Ivy Arms, knowing we're going to get some fucking chicken wings. Yeah, I'm a, I'm about to blow our chances of Popeyes sponsoring us. Sure. I hate Popeyes. I was about to say this. <sighs> yeah. To me, KFC is a stronger chain. Oh yeah. Than, than Popeyes. You're oh, incorrect, yeah. but you're allowed to be that. I'm not incorrect, bro. You know why? Popeyes is so greasy and gross. You bite like, into the chicken. Yeah. Hold on and a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think yeah. it de- I, I think know it what it chicken you're talking about. It depends what the chicken tenders at Popeyes are legit and they're not greasy but it's that one time we went you're thinking of the one time we went for Popeyes and it wasn't just the one time but yes I'm also thinking and like the deal of that day was like two piece chicken or three piece chicken or whatever so I was like sure I'll get it and it was like I don't know if it was like a breast or a leg thigh whatever but it was like all the bone in stuff dude our hands like our hands look oil our hands look like we just gave someone a massage not just our hands I bit into it and oil was running down it looked like we had just like done a slip and slide that was all olive oil like baby (laughs) oil I think that's just a bad experience Popeyes, I've never had that at Popeyes. My mom got it last week. <laughs> Same thing. Okay, what do you mean? What I'm saying is, but again, the tenders are legit and they are not greasy in the slightest. Are you I, I agree with Maddie with on that. Are you a child? You order chicken fingers and fries wherever you go? <laughs> yeah, I do, you fucking bitch. Not everywhere, but Kids specifically menu. at Popeyes. But what I'm saying is you can't dis- Popeyes like I that. I think it differs on the location too, personally. Based off of like, can, the one food. I can that's and greasy. I am. I can and I am because KFC doesn't have that. You okay. think Popeyes is better in Louisiana? Mm, probably love that chicken from Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, here's sponsor what I'm gonna us. here's what I'm gonna say about KFC though. Mm-hmm. KFC is so consistent. And sponsor every, us, please. Every KFC that I've been to, <laughs> it's all mediocre but yummy, mm-hmm. right? I, I just it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's just all not a KFC. Fan. Honestly, to me, KFC is subpar. It, it, I don't same. like KFC. So subpar is in like below average. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what is too yeah. for me? McDonald's is 
mediocre food. It's not quality food, but they're, they're always consistent and they're always tasty. That's, that's a strong not, argument. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, I know McDonald's is garbage, but it tastes good. <laughs> KFC is also garbage, but I just don't enjoy it. Interesting. Like, it's just not for I agree with that. But anyways. It's, so, like, it's like Die Hard. It's so bad and it's not enjoyable. So right, there's two go. things that are going to occur in the future. And once this is up on the internet, we can look back and you guys can see that I predicted this. Right. Mm-hmm. One, you're going to lose your hearing before me. Sure. <laughs> two, you're going to um, have heart problems before me. Sure. Well, honestly, but, well first... I'm not eating it, like, constantly. I'm just saying, like. You would rather go with the place that gushes oil into your veins and arteries. <laughs> but I don't get the stuff that gushes oil. I get the chicken tenders, which don't have any grease. Patrick, you know what I'll say, though? Is that what the first thing that you said about him not being able, to, like him not having great hearing? Yeah. It's fine because he's not going to hear you saying that. <laughs> He'll be able to. I'll, I'll I can rub back it in on his face, it. though. Yeah, I'll yeah, look yeah. back on it. I'll just be like, eh, what? <laughs> um, what the was I going to say? So we got burgers. We got the chicken, just the animal from Malcolm I don't like Patrick. How- I like and don't like how he threw the word the in front of chicken. The chicken. <laughs> the chicken. It's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a foreign dude being like, oh, the Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick, do you still need time to think here? To plead the fifth be, one. He's going to plead the fifth. Goodness. I'm just going to toss it out there. Can I, can I guess? Let's stop fucking around. Can I guess? Please. Pasta? Close, but Ooh. no cigar. It's pizza time. Oh, oh yeah. Ain't nothing better on this earth. You're right. There's nothing better on this earth than pineapples slice. and pizza, nope, baby. Nope. <laughs> no, I, that's a point I refuse to stand. Uh, huh? Stand on. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I me no English too good there. Me so. <laughs> English or English. Now you got me all fucked up. Shit. <laughs> I was about to say, me so hard. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I thought you were going to go with Jar Jar. Misa. Misa. Oh, Misa. Misa no English? Misa no English. No. Pizza. Let's get down. Let's talk seriously for a minute. Okay. It's got to be. Pineapples on pizza. No. It's got to be like the kind you put in a wood oven. You get a, crisp- a wood oven, flat, thin crust, big, foldable yep. New York slice. Uh, pause. Oh, nothing yeah. better. Pause. Oh, yeah. You you are a hundred percent right, and I can't even begin to emphasize that. But, like, but <laughs> can't me, stress that. okay, we're gonna talk about toppings now. Mm. For me, I know this is a, a kind of um, a hot take. Mm. Cheese, just cheese. That's my preference for pizza, dude. Here's the thing with pizza, though. Mm. You mentioned earlier the versatility of burgers. Oh, that's true. That yeah. is what I think is what pizza's biggest strong suit is. Because whether you like a plain kind of cheese like you do, if you're one of these sick demented people like now Patrick, i'm gonna jump in before pineapple. you finish before you finish this point i jump. need to jump in mm-hmm. of the four people at this table mm-hmm. three are at least okay with pineapples on pizza that's 75 percent. i sure. do i do enjoy pineapple it's yeah. real good so Still real good. It, there yeah, you go the three you're you, the minority the three of you are sick and demented <laughs> what i'm saying is whether you like something that's a little more off the beaten path like pineapple or you want just like bare bones cheese or somebody like me who wants some fucking pepperoni? Just give me a slice of pepperoni. pepperoni. What I'm saying with pizza is it is just like there's a million ways to go with it. And I'm not even talking like strictly toppings. That doesn't even get into people who like deep dish or like a slightly thicker kind of crust. Or thin. Or thin, again, the way God intended. <laughs> but specifically ignoring all that and just talking about toppings, there's so much you I can know. put on pizza. Literally a couple weeks ago, we ordered a pizza from Pizzaville. And I don't know how they... Are you talking about this? we in terms of us or your family? Uh, my family. Yeah. I don't know how the people bungled this, but my mom ordered a meat lovers. Mm. Somehow it came with like, you know, a normal cheese pizza, but it had bacon on it. Mm. And uh, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank here. What are the fish? Sardines. Sardines. Sard- is sardines. Anchovies. Or- anchovies. Mm. Anchovies is what it was. For years, my entire life, growing up watching cartoons, probably is what did it to me. It was always anchovies on pizza, 
gross. Mm. And there was like a little anchovy, like just one little anchovy on each slice of this pizza mm. that we ordered. And I took one of them off and it was like a tiny mini like really salty mm. sardine and i was like holy shit <laughs> this is fantastic yeah. i've been sleeping on yeah, yeah, yeah. anchovies on pizza and mm. it's just what a perfect food honestly Can't get behind that. speaking generally about pizza has everyone has everyone here seen the office yeah yeah there's, yes. there's a there's a quote from michael scott where he's talking to, he brings pizza for uh like the um the factory workers and there was like some sort of dispute and everyone was unhappy and to solve it he just ordered pizza and he's getting interviewed by the cameraman. And he's like, and pizza, like white people love pizza. Black people love pizza. Everybody <laughs> loves pizza. Like this is hilarious shot where he's talking about like everyone's very like angry and yelling at each other. And then it cuts to them eating the pizza. And the cameraman zooms in on like one of the black guys like eating pizza and the, <laughs> the thing. And he's like all smiles and stuff. And then it cuts to Michael Scott and he's like nodding. He's like, <laughs> he's, like I did it. I was going to say though, because I have my own quote about pizza and I've told this to you guys before. And here's the other thing that I love is about pizza. Is it the pizza. sex quote? No. Is, is, it, is it that... that pizza is like sex it's like even if it's not great it's still pretty good <laughs> well i don't often compare it to sex but yes that that boiled down quote to me is entirely true even not good pizza yep. is still like dude all right pizza even like, like shitty put it this chain way. pizza here's yeah. what i'll ask you guys and patrick i feel like is going to be the one outlier in this because he's a bit of a crazy person but what i'm going to ask you is have you ever in your life bit into a slice of pizza like when you wanted pizza bit into it and turned it down been like i'm not eating this because no. i cannot think of a single example in my life of ever biting into a pizza and being like this is so bad Dude, i'm not eating i don't this. even I directed this question at patrick but the answer is yes i really there's been times where my parents have ordered pizza nova and gotten like uh all sorts of vegetables on their pizza and first of all pizza nova is gross to begin with <laughs> and to put all these vegetables on it nothing it's like chicken artichokes like onions peppers mm. Do you think Pizza like, Nova is going to sponsor us? Not anymore. They're not. I don't, I don't want them to. <laughs> I, don't, I'm gonna say, I don't want no Pizza Nova. At this rate, we're going to have no sponsors. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say about about what Malcolm is talking about. To me, it's like I have bitten into pizza and been like in the back of my head, this is like this is kind of gross. This is a really bad pizza, and then I eat seven more slices. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like even the times there's definitely been times where you guys have ordered like a Hawaiian pizza, and yeah. I'm like, oh god, here we go with this pineapple stuff, and I'll still eat it. Crush a couple pizzas. Still yeah. crush a couple slices <laughs> yeah, yeah, without even. Yeah. Linking, housing dude. it housing now this shit it's just trouncing it it's, and that's what i'm saying where yeah. it's like it's just even pizza i don't want is still getting eaten it's but rare but i've turned down pizza once and i've not like the reason why i turned down pizza this one time um what am i trying to say here it's not <laughs> it's not this reason isn't a deal breaker is what I'm trying to say. Okay? Right. But there's this one time where barbecue sauce was the base. Mm. And I was like, not, not, Honestly, not going to do that, it. That could be too much. It could be too rich. But mm. speaking of speaking to the versatility of pizza, you can you can switch out the base. I've had an, mm -hmm. um, a white sauce pizza. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Oh, we had that. We all had that. We did. It's really, really, really good. That sounds like a sin Bro, it's against so, God. It's so, you know what it's like? And, and you got to you got to be with me on this. And if you're not, you're dumb. <laughs> it's like when you have uh, when you have pasta and you have like an alfredo or like a white sauce pasta and with chicken and it's really good and then you right. have your red sauce pasta your rosé whatever mm -hmm. and they're both you know delicious you may have a preference but you can appreciate both and i feel like if you haven't tried white sauce pizza it's a very similar situation where mm -hmm. it's like maybe i don't prefer this over the red sauce but it's still pretty good and then that's why i won't oppose you so strongly because okay. <laughs> i haven't tried it yet fair enough Patrick, do you have your favorite food now i do before you do that though yeah Speaking about burgers and pizza, I still prefer burgers, and here's why. If you asked me, like, hey, all four of us are going to get food right now, 
would you rather some slices of pizza or your own burger? Dude, it's not even close. You're, I want my own burger. You're saying, hold on, you're saying I pick burgers over pizza because in this moment, I feel like no, I no, want no, no, burgers no. over pizza? No, okay. I'm saying like if I put myself in the mindset of being hungry, I'm not mm-hmm. really hungry right now, Okay. but like just thinking about being hungry, if you offered me like oh, my, own, my own personal cooked burger and I get to pick what I put on it yeah. or my own personal like pretty good pizza, yeah, dude, pretty good burger versus pretty good pizza, that's I'm a, going burger. That's a hard choice. It is a hard choice. Well, let's, let's go to Patrick. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick I'm just going <laughs> to toss one last quick thing in here. I'm go so sorry it. to keep you waiting, but you know you pled the fifth so much. Mm-hmm. In terms of the war between pizza and burgers, part of the thing too with pizza for me is in terms of like the actual like physicality of eating it. It's easier. Where to I feel eat. like burger is slightly more of a whole thing. Where what I'm yeah, saying in terms of like a good like the pizza I'm talking about like a classic New York slice you just fold that it, shit it up it goes down just, it goes down easier than water it's, I, it, it does <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's like you, especially a thin crust like a, yes. New, a New York style you, oh my god you oh fold it god. up you fold it up before you know it 30 seconds later you don't have anything in your hands I have to agree with Mark on the thin crust when I get a classic Italian pizza from a place downtown Toronto and it's thin and it's like the Italian it's like the crispy crust and everything yep it's a mm-hmm. full pizza it's just sliced in four I slice it I just fold it up mm-hmm. and the whole thing's gone as a last tangent before we cut to Patrick here yep at some point the four of us are going to go to New York and we are going to eat pizza slice yep. after pizza slice after pizza slice and I think we can all <laughs> I'm thank you for the applause. Yeah. I think we can all get behind that. Now, Patrick, I'm sorry we've kept you waiting long enough. But what you, is your but, food? But when you plead the fifth that many times, you gotta you gotta take the time off. Yeah, that's true. You kind of sacrifice your rights a little bit. But anyways, I'm dying to hear this, Patrick. Go ahead. And that's no. it. No. What do you mean no? <laughs> Just reject. I will it. not talk. This I is this is the preamble I'm gonna give. I'm mm. gonna be very brief about this. Please. Okay. okay. I can't pick a favorite food. There are too uh, many. I'm rolling my eyes. So, I'm rolling my eyes so hard they went to the back. There of my are head. so many foods I love, but uh-huh. I will pick a food that I love. Okay. So explain uh-huh. disclaimer: not necessarily my favorite. If you say Sushi. fucking pigeon throat, oh, I was gonna say, dude, you ruined you ruined the you ruined uh, announcement. It. I'm so sorry, Patrick. Your favorite food? Sushi. Not hold on, hold on. <laughs> Why would I give that preamble? No, no, it was no, just no. going to end up being one, that. Of, one of your favorite foods, and, yes, and arguably you. your favorite food. One of my favorite foods, not that last. <laughs> not, not arguably <laughs> sushi. Sushi definitely up there. It's sushi amazing. is legit. You know what's funny? Mm. The man who hates fish has just stepped away from the table. Malcolm. <laughs> he took his cue to go get water. He yeah. was like, I don't need to. Eat. He's honestly, like, I'm not part of this. Honestly, like, here's the thing with sushi, though. I love sushi. Uh, what was that? Here's the thing with sushi, though, as if it's like a negative. No. Like, you're about to shit on my favorite food? Sorry. Here we go. Food. I'm about to subjectively talk about, you know, how I think about sushi. To me, Fair it's enough. like, I really like sushi. Mm-hmm. I don't love sushi. And okay. then it's one of those things where, like, when you guys are like, oh, let's go to this restaurant. I'm not going to say the restaurant. Why? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Say it. 168. When we say let's go to 168, I'm like, I'm really excited. But at the same time, there's a ceiling for sushi for me. Like, mm. I don't, I'm kind of picky with sushi and I don't like all the different types. You guys are much more adventurous. Yes. And um, yeah, it's just kind of like the enjoyment level, let's say, caps out at a six out of 10. And, and it's really enjoyable. But to me, it's like nowhere, nowhere, nowhere near as much as I can enjoy a really good slice of pizza or a mm. burger. I hear that. Um, so, building on Maddie's sort of yeah. propositions here. Uh, New York pizza, sushi, Japan. Mm. Oh that's my an, god! That's, an, that's another trip that's gonna occur, dude. Imagine, yeah. Imagine flying to Japan. Yeah. Imagine being out two thousand dollars flying to Japan. Dude, imagine flying to. Let's just get crazy with it. Imagine flying to to Japan first class. 
Mm. Oh my god, out four thousand dollars. There's a there's a nice Japanese woman giving you uh what do you what? call it? <laughs> some, sake. some sake. Oh, okay. Some sake and then some and then some uh some, okay. some alcohol. <laughs> this? I was about, I was like, where's he going? Some sake and some alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Give me some sake and then give me your, your classic Japanese alcohol. <laughs> uh but yeah, I just feel like it's the idea of Japan is so exciting to me. I want to go see the cherry blossoms. Mm-hmm. I want to go like walking down Tokyo and like get some fucking ramen and I shit. I want to eat, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want oh my goodness. Honestly, I feel like people oversell like things to see on vacation. Like I want to see this monument or I want to see this museum, whatever. My immediate thought is I want to eat everywhere. That's like when we're talking about when we're talking about Florida, I'm like I want to go to all the places in the states that yep. don't exist in, in, in Canada. The, all the restaurants, all the fast food places, whatever. Like that, that's my number one priority aside from like yeah i'm the exact same now that i'm going to europe with isabel of course i'm excited about europe never been there before all these moments and everything all i can think about is what i'm gonna eat in oh, hungary yeah. mm-hmm. what i'm gonna eat in italy slovakia it's gonna be crazy all the mm-hmm. meat everywhere mm-hmm. yeah. can't yeah, it's just that is one of if not like the best things about traveling is just the food and just like and eating all this stuff getting in that's there. so much better than it is here because like i love for example prosciutto wonderful i don't know what patrick was just doing he, just, he was he was he was like so close to the what is his like tongue to the mic oh my god he was just flicking he was flicking his tongue Calm at the mic. down patrick i was i was pretending to look as if it was ice cream oh good i love prosciutto one of my favorite meats ever however the best prosciutto i have had in my life has been the times i've been in portugal like nothing mm. here comes even close to the times of being in Portugal where like my grandpa would go get like the pork leg and just put it on a little stand in the kitchen mm. and you would just walk up and slice Shave a hunk it. off oh with a God. knife that's, whenever you wanted. Dude, bro, that's bro, that's so haram, man. <laughs> so honestly, haram. Honestly, my, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Malcolm. My, my grandpa had a big leg just in the cold room and mm. he would just slice prosciutto every oh now and then. Oh my God. Human? Yeah, so I was about to say human leg. Human no, prosciutto? Not human leg, I don't know what I don't know if any, you don't I, don't, know I don't know if any of the listeners are watching The Last of Us, but shout out to cannibalism. Oh what? Uh, mm. what I was gonna say, Maddie, is that when I went to Egypt, I'm not even a. I like fish. The fish there is mm. unbelievable, mm. dude. Shout my out grandma, to Alexandria. Shout out to Alexandria, dude. My my grandma made like very basic like brown rice with like uh, I think I'm, I don't know what kind of fish it was. It might have been like cod or something. I don't remember what kind of fish it was to be honest. Or really big in Egypt is tilapia. I think they have that. So she made it like they they literally like caught it the morning of or whatever and they buy it from the fucking like market it's so so flaky and delicious mm. it's just like you can't match it even if you have the same exact fish and you ship it over that shipping process like takes away some of the flavor gonna fuck it up. we mm. we went to alexandria last summer and we went to a restaurant um by the ocean and we dropped as a family like fourteen thousand pounds good lord on fish wow. i know that sounds like, like was... a lot but it's, it's, like it's probably like a, a 1,400, did you say? 14,000. 14,000. We dropped a lot of money. Oh, that, okay. That's a lot of Canadians. That's, 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 like, that's like 20 bucks Canadian. No, that's still at least a grand Canadian. Oh, my goodness. 14, uh, no, that's got to be like 140 bucks. No, no, Canadian. not a grand Canadian. It's probably like at least 700 to $800. Mm, Isn't it, that doesn't sound right. No. We'll do it. Do, do the conversion. Do some math for us. Um, yeah, I just... Food. Holy shit. Where do you go? What is it? $965. Oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. $35 dollars Dude, off. I was so fucking angry internally when they were like, no fucking word. <laughs> Bro was on it. I just, food is like, kind of like how Mark said at the beginning that it's very broad, kind of like when I talked about sports and whatever. One the, of my favorite topics, the by the way. In the first episode. It's one of those things that I'm sure we'll come back to mm-hmm. over time. Because even just talking about pizza, I was like, man, pizza could have just been a topic oh my God. unto Dude, itself. that is so... 
genius to just say my topic is pizza right dude fucking unbelievable <laughs> and that's what i'm saying where it's like so i feel like we'll get back to food one day and we don't have to like yeah. genius the is the adjective it is genius honestly I, I don't use that word very often yeah maddie's topic of sports was genius mm, because not you. only not only can we talk about our own particular tastes we can talk about sports in general and why they inspire us inspire mm. us and that was one we of didn't my talk about that though we did why why it inspires us yeah we talked about sports in terms of like why we like sports not just for the specific sports but mm. for the, the camaraderie for like the atmosphere Story the storytelling oh, like yeah. we talked about why sports inspires yeah, in a way yeah but um yeah food's okay. definitely got that like as 100%. we sort of like i said we don't have to blabber this too much and i guarantee we will get back to food definitely. topics in the future mm-hmm. but um i mean we're what three weeks in and we've already had two foods food aversions yeah. in the beginning and food now so you can tell these we, boys we, love food. we, we like, like food. to eat we like and, to eat and we, we like music and we like music but what i was going to say is if we wanted to let's say end food in a somewhat philosophical way like we did with sports that is one thing with food that i don't know if you necessarily intended this malcolm because i think we're just going to talk about eating food but there's something about food sharing food sharing food like that kind of camaraderie thing and like the family telling not family telling but the family like the familial Mm family recipes and like the things that get carried down through like generations and Mm -hmm. you know when there's like something that your mom makes that her mom made that their mom made that they're great whoever made that you know it doesn't even matter anymore who it just like has gone yeah through generations kind of thing like there's something about that that i find warms the heart it warms the heart and it's something that like is a really great thing of like bonding mm. people. Like I know I'm not the first person to say this, but like where people have talked about like, you know, the quickest way to people's hearts or to like get people to like, you know, put shit aside and pants. like get them to get put it in, <laughs> keep it in their pants and like get people together is just like breaking bread kind yeah, of thing. For sure. Like there's something about that. Even you're hundred percent right. Even when I go to Egypt, like sometimes my Arabic isn't great. And sometimes I can't really connect with, my grandparents and my family members there that well because their English isn't great and my Arabic's pretty broken. Mm. But sitting around a big table and everyone going, oh, that's so good. Like, that's a universal thing of just, like, the oh. the, the, the noises that you... It's like, mm. Like, everyone, everyone's <laughs> looking at each other being like, oh, this is really good. This is, like, a passed down from generation to generation. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's no better feeling than sitting down at a big table with a family that you love and you're enjoying good food. I love, I love splitting wings. Loved it. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Why did you give me that look? The, no, I, what do you mean? You gave me a look as if like, fuck this guy. Oh <laughs> no, but that's what it's all about. Just like hanging around and just yeah, whether it is like whether you're if you're with family or just with friends, you know. Even yeah, even with friends, even though like we, it's we, different. We, even but it's the, still yeah. Even though we can't can like, I said I can't connect with my family members that much in Egypt because my Arabic isn't great. Even though I can connect with you guys like conversationally. Nothing gets me as excited as when we're all like in on food together. Like, oh, we're all gonna order food, right? And like, it's is so that exciting. why you always push us to get food? <laughs> it is, dude. it is why. And I fucking, I don't even. Sometimes I don't even want to ask Maddie because he always says no. Because and it's better for him that he eats at home. Like, I, I should eat more at home for sure. Yeah. But like, it's one of those things where when we're when we're all in, it's like yeah. holy shit, all four of us are in. I, well, I love breaking st- bread with people. Exactly. Well, literally, I was thinking, and I mean, I was gonna say this off air, but I'm just gonna get food there now. <laughs> at some point we need to i know it's a little pricier but like now it's in my head and i've thought about it and convinced myself of it and there's nothing that's going to change my mind does it start with a p we got to go to goodfellas at some point oh i thought oh. we were going to say pascalinos oh sure we could do pascalinos one day but we got to go to goodfellas at some point and just get some nice you should get pizza. you should get pascalinos on your mind the, i it's always on my mind <laughs>
moving on to Maddie. Let's go. Okay, so I just, between topics, made the three of you watch the trailer for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie mm-hmm. coming out in a few months. And what I want to talk to you fellas about today, another one of these broad <gasps> topics that can go anywhere. It's trailers. Animation. Ooh. May I make a comment? Please. When the trailer played, I made a comment that I like the art style because it's reminiscent of um, Into the Spider-Verse, yep. which I do like the art style. But then the second I saw the turtles themselves, mm. this doesn't work. That was the first thought that went through what my mind. What doesn't work? This art style with the turtles. Why? It's it just something about it. It's ineffable. Like I At the moment, it's ineffable, at least. I, I don't know why, but it just, it's just not clicking right well, now. Well, you think it over until you reach the right answer. <laughs> but anyways, animation. I am such a mark for animation. I am just a total sucker for it. That's I my love name. it. That's his name. <laughs> I just Do you mean that? Yeah. Like as to reference Mark or no, is like, that a like I think it's the same thing. thing. Oh, okay. I'm saying like I'm a sucker for animation. You're me. learning so much today. The more you know. That's condescending. Yeah. That's good. I know. That came across really <laughs> condescending. That was supposed to be more of like a joke and it just came across like a total douche. Anyways, cartoons, <laughs> animation. I can't get enough. I'm mm-hmm. such a sucker for it. And I think what it stems from is similar to how I love comic books and video games. Animation is a medium that is limitless or has limitless potential in terms of what it can do. Mm. And I know like with movies, CG's at a point where like, you know, they can do a movie like Avatar that's like so convincing and engrossing in this world. But like it's not always a guaranteed hit. Like put it this way. I will ask you guys this. We just saw Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That movie is so much CGI sci-fi gobbledygook yeah. that it just like hurt the movie for me where I'm like, none of this is real. It's all green screens and like, you know, the like video wall things they do down and all this stuff. Like it's just all fake and ridiculous. But I will ask you this. If Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania was completely animated would you even thought about half the shit going on like within the quantum realm and the things they're involved in? my immediate answer is no because it's like i think it's just the contrast between live action people and what's clearly like a green screen behind them yes this is what i'm getting that contrast is like jarring and it makes you think about it more but like you said, animation is limitless. So if you have something that's full animation, you can do whatever the fuck you want. No one's going to be like, whoa, what the hell? And that's what I'm saying. Animation, similar to comic books and video games, has that thing where because you can think it and create it, mm. it instantly works. Obviously, there are like bad animations like that are poorly done or like whatever that can take you out of something. But I'm saying good animation, like good art in a comic book, mm-hmm. like good art design in a video game doesn't have that same problem that movies or TV have when they're trying to do what is all animated in, mm-hmm. let's say, Ant-Man, except for the people. Everything else is, like, not yeah. real except for the people, and that it doesn't work specifically in Ant-Man, but definitely other examples. It just It's almost like people compared it where it's, like, freaking Spy Kids. Yeah. Like, it just looks wrong, and whereas also- if... Like, that's why I was saying, where if Ant-Man was a fully animated movie, I guarantee you it, I wouldn't have that same issue of, like, this looks weird. You know what? A, a part of it for me is, is like, I feel like unless you're a top-tier actor, I'm not saying they're bad actors in the movie necessarily, but, like, 
there's times where they were walking through the quantum realm or whatever, and they're kind of like looking around. And I don't know, it just feels very like fake to me in terms of like how they're looking around, like, whoa, look at that over there. And they're just kind of like overdoing like looking around and stuff. Right. So I don't know, to me, that kind of, that's another Because it's like from a technical, like behind the scenes perspective, it's like the actors have to line up eye lines with things they aren't looking at that don't exist. Where somebody doing an animation, the eye line matches because they're drawing the character Mm. and the thing they're looking at. So like it's all this seamless thing. So I don't mean to go on too much more with this preamble, but I, I just. Preamble me, baby. That's, I guess, where, let's say, the love affair I have with animation stems from. And I want to just get into specifically... You didn't You didn't discuss that. What? You didn't discuss where it stems from. I said it's similar to video games and comic books. It's this oh, thing with limitless that? potential. Am I not listening? You're a piece Apparently of shit. Apparently not. Jesus. My goodness. All I remember was you saying something about can animation. I, yeah, can I, throw, something? Can I throw something in here? I, I really want to talk about my favorite type of animation. Oh, we're going to get there bad. in a second. But the one thing I wanted to say is not to, like, close any avenue with this off because you guys take it however you want but mm-hmm. i kind of want to save like kids shows sure for like its own thing one day like we'll get into spongebob fairly mm-hmm. odd parents all that stuff one don't day. give it away so like if you want to touch on those things i'm not going to stop you obviously do whatever you want it's a free country for now but like you know <laughs> i America. would i would kind of save the that for more of a different topic one day and you know let's just keep it different animation but mark favorite animation style you said yeah please so my one a couple of my favorite movies ever um animated movies are Mm. fantastic mr fox Mm. isle of dogs here we go and Coraline, all of which happen to be stop motion animation yes sir stop motion is so fucking cool to me i'm not even i don't know much about it all i know is that it takes my breath away Take my breath. There you go. I mean, I was, I was thinking more of the Berlin one. I'm sorry. Top gun. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's so beautiful. It's so like, because it's practical, like the, it's very like, um, you can see fine details and mm-hmm. stuff, which is so cool. Cause like when you look at a CGI thing, like an Ant-Man, it kind of just looks like glossed over and like, I don't know. It's not that like, uh, it's almost too clean. Sure. Yeah. It's too processed. Whereas like looking at like the nightmare before Christmas, for example, are you, like, are you going to see the little, are you going to um, keep contradicting yourself now? Why? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> no, he's talking about CGI. And he was yeah. You, before you were saying, Oh, like it sticks out and it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't I don't even know all the it's, adjectives it's, you're using, but the gist out. of what you were saying before was that it sticks out and it's not right, but now it's too clean. And no, it's but too... I'm saying it sticks out. Yeah. But it being too clean is, in a way, part of why it sticks out. It's the same thing that bugs me with the Star Wars prequels, where it's like all the CG in that. Like, if you look at, I get the prequels are a different time and it is supposed to maybe make sense, but like the original trilogy has this like almost grime to it where mm-hmm. everything feels like lived in and every like button feels like it's been pressed a thousand times and like, you know, the paint's starting to chip on things. Whereas you look at like a lot of the CG crap they do in the prequels and it's like, this just came off the assembly line and has never been touched by a single human being ever. Like, it's too. Yeah, it's I too kind of, artificial. Dare, I agree. With, dare badmouth Star Wars Episode Three, please. Yeah, I know it's your favorite, I, but I agree with Maddie. And I didn't see Ant Man: Quantumania, but the movie that comes to mind, I think of something I'm not impressed with, is the last Doctor Strange movie. Mm. I just, I just wasn't impressed. I feel like the, everything going on was just too wacky. Too wacky. It seemed really fake to me. I was like, this doesn't look real. It doesn't look like they put effort into a set. Like I love. They put effort into a set and make everything look real. They make everything look mm-hmm. old. They make it look like 
this has been lived through for a thousand so you, years. Mm-hmm. So you'd say like you're you're more of a fan of practical effects. Yeah, I like, love I like, like practical. Like effects. Christopher Nolan is big for that, like an in Inception and mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. Interstellar. Like a yeah. lot of the stuff is like physical set pieces mm-hmm. that he yeah. makes, which gives it a more grounded, real feel to it. And here's the thing, Malcolm. In a slight analog to Doctor Strange, did you have a single problem with the film, like Into the Spider Verse? No, I loved Into the Spider Verse. But I'm, and I'm not even saying like as a movie, but I'm saying like visually, like was no, there I, things that I like didn't. take you out of it or throw it off? Not really. No. And exactly, that's like kind of the point I'm getting at in some sense, where it's like, even to Mark's point about stop motion, where it's just it doesn't when used when utilized correctly, that limitless potential is what I feel makes it such a strong medium and mm-hmm. an art form and it's pure too it's not like convoluted with like trying to trying to have like a green screen of shit you know what I'm it's just like it's it's a pure art that they're just making yeah it's something know. somebody sat down and yeah. did i mean i know there's like cg stuff which not to take away from sure CG animation, a lot of work yeah like that's still a lot of work and obviously has a lot of personal touches to it but like let's say hand-drawn stuff for example like it's like people sat you know and drew frame by frame dude like this thing to make it look yeah you know this beautiful there, there's the scene i have to i have to talk about and it's from isle of dogs have you guys seen it oh. yes maddie's seen it and maddie really enjoys it Good but movie. um there's a scene and, it, and it's stop motion animation and there's a scene where this guy the sushi chef mm-hmm. is like he has like a plank a wooden plank and he's preparing the, sh- the, the sushi he's like cutting up the octopus and like cutting up the fish and it's like it's so smooth and seamless Mm -hmm. you couldn't even tell it's like stop motion it's like so fucking perfect and that's one of those examples in animation that i appreciate every once in a while where it feels like the animators are flexing on the audience to be like check this shit out smooth and And that scene that you're talking about in isle of dogs where the guy's like preparing the sushi is one of those moments where it's like the animated the animation team being like check this shit out it's crazy and i feel like again to go back to something like spider-verse like spider-verse has moments like that there are like tons of anime shows and films that have moments like that where it's like every frame gonna blow your mind away every every you could pause spider-verse at any point and it's always gonna be like look at how much detail and something i want to hang on my wall where it's like this like i would put this up that movie is one of the most impressive movies i've ever seen in my life not Mm -hmm. even not just because of how beautiful it was visually but because of the quality writing and the good plot they just nailed it and what i love about spider-verse is how it's so clearly impacted like the way other studios are handling animation because you guys mm. haven't seen the Kid Cudi show the right? most recent well there's the Kid Cudi thing on Netflix which I haven't watched yet that definitely has aped that style yep. but you guys haven't seen the most recent Puss in Boots uh, The Last Wish oh. which by the way fantastic and we're gonna sit down and watch it at some point is it influenced by it? but that like Puss in Boots is so clearly influenced by Spider-Verse from like an animation perspective and again the TMNT trailer we just watched is so clearly 100%. Spider-Verse influenced and that like comic booky playing with frame rates playing with different animation styles in like the same thing that spider-verse sort of pioneered i love so much that's like pixel art to me in games Mm. where it's like i would take like one or two of these kinds of movies a year which is different properties of like give me a transformers movie in the style give me a gi joe movie in the style like keep giving me this shit can we talk about how beautiful some of the screenshots from like Shovel Knight are? Oh my god! Like I've seen, um, it's one of Maddie's favorite games. But like Shovel Knight is like this really dope. Um, I, I played it on the DS. Is it Nintendo exclusive? Is that what it was? Uh, it's really? everywhere. It's everywhere, and it's just really cool. Like how much? How many bits is it? Uh, eight bit. It's eight bit, and it's like there's some scenes where it's like a loading screen in between levels, and the little Shovel Knight guy, he's like this like knight with armor, and he has like a little shovel with him, and he'll be sitting at the campfire, and there's like the orange 
and and the red and of the fire and then the dark deep blue of the sky and it's only 8-bit but it looks so stunning mm -hmm. like it's un it's so crazy how simplistic you know older art styles can still look unbelievable video game animation is like a whole other thing that mm -hmm. i didn't even think about going into this with because i was like talking about more like mm -hmm. you know animations you watch but yeah video game animations too are a whole other thing that are impressive in different ways like yeah looking at certain pixel art such as shovel knight mm -hmm. is just impressive as shit but even stuff like what naughty dog does mm. a game Dude. like uncharted 4 or last of us 2 looking at the animations on the faces of people it's fucking stupid it's such a like it's so insane befuddling thing of how do they how do they get it this good i don't know and, and this naughty, convincing it used to be like you know um what are those games like the league of legends or the or the world of warcraft so it used to be that those like cgi trailers were like mm -hmm. holy shit that's crazy you'd play the game and it, obviously those games are different styles but it used to always be that the cutscenes were what blew people away, even mm -hmm. back in the day. Now, if you play The Last of Us Part Two, for example, and you're like running around as as Ellie, you can like put down the controller and uh, move the camera angle to whatever you want to look at, and just pause it there and look, and it looks like a it looks unbelievable. It looks like mm -hmm. real life. Well, from an animation perspective too, because what you're saying with older games, mm. I love the God of War series. Oh. The original first two games on PS2 were so impressive at the time because the games look good and I still think they hold up in some respect. But the cutscenes in those games genuinely look hmm. really impressive. But then you get to the game and it's a different thing. And you look at God of War 2018 and Ragnarok where there's no camera cuts Dude. and the game does not switch between like cutscene and game. Because like how many years did we play video games where you'd be playing the game and then it does a quick cut to black and then the cutscene starts. Even And there's like this separation between the two and the cutscene uh -huh. always looks a little better yeah. in the game whereas like it's at a point now from like an animation and design perspective where it's a seamless thing that just mm. there isn't as big of a difference between cutscene and game even the even not at like 2013 as recently as 2013 with the last of us it wasn't like no transitions like there, there there's a moment remember that moment um in the original game where there's like the whole david scene in mm -hmm. the in the burning uh burning camp mm -hmm. and like you run up as as joel and I'm pretty sure it cuts. Yeah, it cuts Last the of Black. Us has those cuts. Yeah, they cut. might have gotten rid of it in the in part PS5 one. remaster yeah. thing they've done. But for sure, when that game launched in 2013, yeah. it had, you know, yeah. you're playing, you're playing, you're playing. The game cuts to black for mm -hmm. a second, comes back, and it's a cutscene. Yeah, but now, you, you know, you're Kratos and you're running around. And you run into, let's say, Atreus being attacked or whatever, his son. And there's no cut to black. There's just like you're running in the gameplay. And then the gameplay just continues, and then it just like it just all looks and like one suddenly thing. You're not on the sticks anymore yeah. necessarily. Like you're not controlling it, but yep. it's still it's this seamless Have thing. You, I'm gonna ask Maddie a specific question, and you guys tell me if you've experienced this as well. Sometimes I'm playing newer video games, like on the PS5, and I'm like, oh fuck, like I'm supposed to be controlling this. I thought it was mm. a cutscene. It looks so good, and I'm like, and then I start moving, and he starts moving. I'm like, holy shit. It blows my mind. That does. I haven't. I don't have that happen too often, but I've definitely heard people have that experience where they'll be watching a cutscene and the yeah. cutscene ends and they almost don't know it yet and they're just sitting there and they're yeah, like, yeah. "Oh wait!" And they push forward on the stick and they start moving. They're like, looks, "Oh, I'm looks, back in the game." It looks too stunning. I'm like, I can't it's, believe I'm actually controlling. It's this. an insane thing, but that's yeah, that's all the more video game path. But yeah. for the other two of you schmucks here to get you off the bench, animation, cartoons. What are things you like? Do you engage with the medium at all, or is it more a thing of the past? Well, while, while you guys think for half a second, can I throw in a couple things? Mm -hmm. The sushi scene from Isle of Dogs. Mm. Coraline, the, the purple-bluish tunnel mm. where she crawls through. Love the way that looks visually. Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, the scene of 
the hill and the tree and mm. it's like an orange sky in the background and like the reddish tree it's like there's so many beautiful moments in those movies and i love all three of those movies so much and like the animation style just blows me away every time mm. but that's what i'll have to say about that go ahead patrick <laughs> <laughs> yeah with regards to animation um is it fair to say I, that you're not a big animation guy or do you really like animation it all depends on how you define that like based on me listening to what you guys were going through back and forth there uh i guess comparatively i'm not as big of an animation guy quote unquote that's not to say like i don't appreciate yeah course, animation yeah. um but i want to go back to when you guys were talking about how stunning they get these games and truly it's like because i took uh, comtech in real 11 one of the projects was um making a sort of an animated clip mm-hmm. um do you remember that yeah that was the thing they had yeah. us do all those years ago where we were working with freaking adobe flash yeah. to oh. exactly. make a and, quick little animation and we're, and we're doing it frame by frame mm-hmm. It's so incredibly difficult. And, it looks and just terrible. to imagine, <laughs> yeah, mine ended up looking terrible. I did some stupid Obi Wan thing where he beats Grievous or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you remember? Were we in the same class? In Potentially. Yeah. I don't even know if I. I wish I had those like saved somewhere. The website that they had us make. Oh yeah, where all that stuff lives. Yeah. I don't even oh, know where that yeah. is anymore because I wish God, I still had. I that. wish I had the do link we, to that too. Do we still have our? Me, me and Maddie did a Civil War Captain America Civil I War have trailer. That dub we still have that. We gotta watch that. I have that somewhere. Like, we but, just we did the trailer and like we yeah. spoke over it. Oh, what, seriously. Kind of what you're getting at, Patrick, with animation too, is a thing that even if you're not necessarily engaging with the medium as much or you don't like think about it or as passionate yeah. as like I don't think about it I at might all. be for example <laughs> that's fine but what I'm saying is at the very least you have an appreciation for it yeah and whether it, you know it or not because you've been through it like yeah. there's a video game donkey the YouTuber who talks about video games yep. has this great video where he talks about Cuphead the video game and old donkey stuff and he ta- he basically goes on this like five minute preamble about the site Newgrounds, how he used to upload all these animations as a kid, and he shows a few of them from when he was like twelve, and they're just god awful. And he like says that where he's like, I spent all this time on animation, and they're still this bad. So when you see a game, you want to talk about animations. When you see a game that looks as gorgeous as Cuphead, yep. that's how you know. Oh, those people are extremely talented mm-hmm. at what they're doing kind of thing yeah and again you want to talk video game animation shout out cuphead oh cuphead is incredible and the music too is fantastic but you raise a really good point because to me i've never even attempted to animate something like i mean like patrick i took the comtech course and we did that little animation thing Mm -hmm. but i haven't attempted to animate something or do any visual effects for a very long time so a part of me i feel like doesn't even acknowledge it when i see it like I understand that in the back of my head, but like because I haven't attempted it and don't work in that field, mm-hmm. like I will never know how difficult it is. I can imagine that it's insanely difficult, but like right. even even without having no, even without that information uh, and that kind of experience to compare, just looking at it, I can it just blows me away every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. animation is one of like three or four skills that I know I will never mm. like possess in a true like masterful way that I wish I did. Like to me, it's playing an instrument, drawing, being able to I'm, that kind of goes hand in hand with animation. But like being able to draw and illustrate, and or doing animation, and then I don't know, like being a dope ass chef would be cool too. It's, it's but actually, it's one of those things yeah. that I just wish. Like I look at people who can animate, and I just wish i had that in me you know what's crazy i i'm thinking about it now and it's like 
I don't know if this is the case, but it, I feel like when people talk about stuff that they long for, like for example, I expressed in the last episode that I envy people who can sing. Matthew's discussing animation. It's like people really cling to the arts and it's so undervalued in our education system. And at yeah. least that's my perception of it. Like, I why mean, is it not the case that there's more emphasis on being artistic in multiple ways when we're younger? I think it's honestly... Like, we only start the music program yeah. in, in school in grade seven. Yeah. And well, and that was in Milton, too. I didn't have music in Mississauga. I mean, you Mississauga. got the recorder in grade four. <laughs> I never had that in Mississauga. It's, I don't yeah, know. You guys had that in Milton. I what you're saying, though, but it's also limited to what frustrates me is that, like, art in mm. elementary school and high school, at least, you know, here in Canada, is either a music course of some kind, whether Painting. it's in, like, elementary school when you're doing more band kind of stuff or in high school when we did guitar. Mm -hmm. So it's either music or it's like visual arts. It's painting yeah. and sculpting and that kind of stuff. But there's no like, like you know how much I would have killed for, animated, for a basic high school. Like here's an animation course. Yeah, and, the, and it's not like we didn't have the resources in my old elementary school in Mississauga. We had a room full of Max. Yeah, I was about to say two things. Yeah. One is like the monetary aspect of things. Maybe it's really difficult to have that sort of, you know, framework for people to start working with. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think nowadays like that could be done. I think to me it's like sticking to the old ways of how, you know, we've always taught, like traditional stuff. I think it's just kind of like the system is already set up in, in many ways. And, of course, they're always updating things. But to like, I feel like that might be a really jarring thing for, you know, curriculum creators and all that stuff to just make all new courses and stuff like that. Maybe they're doing it somewhere. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I just feel like it's it's a really daunting task and it's just easier to stick to the basics, I guess. Yeah, and that's why I would that. assume they don't do that. But they definitely should do that, especially nowadays when – technology is advancing so rapidly and things are looking so incredible mm -hmm. it's like why why shouldn't we teach people yeah. how to like get into that yeah and it doesn't even need to be a requisite it like if they could do it where it was an option yeah like where you have to pay extra or whatever to, i don't know yeah mm -hmm. yeah whatever it is even if it's not paying extra or paying yeah. extra whatever it is if it's just there as an option just like how in high school and like in, in grade 10 we had the guitar elective mm -hmm. uh which you took that yeah Oh, I never crazy. took any any music in high school, actually. Oh, Interestingly okay. enough. Yeah. Now, specifically with animation, just to steer it slightly back to that, I'd like yeah. to give a quick shout out. Now, this is a shout out that goes beyond animation, but specifically animation. I'd like to take a moment to just shout out Japan, because <laughs> if there's a country on this earth that cracked the code with animation, it's Japan. Now, allow me to put my weeb hat on for a second. Can we talk about Studio Ghibli? We're gonna get there. Now, we're all. I think the four of us. We're all like into anime to varying yeah. degrees or at least can appreciate it you know i think malcolm judging well, by have that you watched any anime before? i don't think i've watched any anime. judging that by that scared true. look malcolm just gave us he's probably the lowest on the totem pole and my <laughs> patrick i think you and i would maybe be a little higher on that totem um, pole with like the amount of shows and stuff we've you know what i'll say i don't seen. know if i'm higher than mark or not or am I higher well, than well mark? here's what i'm gonna say you're yeah. definitely higher on me when it comes to anime shows yeah. i don't really watch any anime shows okay but I am into Ghibli movies, and I've watched a bunch of Studio Ghibli movies in my own time, and, and I love them. Mm, this and like, is also true. And especially, like, 90s, 90s anime. Like, mm -hmm. I, I really want to get back into... I didn't finish it, but I really want to get back into Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Like, that show is, like, is the 90s, right? Yeah. And, and to me, like, the, the art style is so much cooler than 99% of new There's animation. something about 90s animation, like, or 90s anime, I should say, that's got that, like... I don't know how to Similar it. to Star Wars, yeah. like the original trilogy, like it's almost got this dirt or like this grime. Like I don't know if that's the right way of Dude, saying it, but you it's got this like of? it's a less, it's a slightly less polished. Yeah, it's almost the way I look at kind of 
rap and hip hop stuff where I have more of an appreciation for some of the classic 90s stuff because it's got that more handmade like a bunch of dudes in their garage making it as opposed to now where it is the popular music that's like very very highly well produced and i feel some of the 90s anime is similar to that where now you know the biggest blockbuster anime like attack on titan or a minor academia those are very well polished well produced shows whereas something like cowboy bebop has just that slight little almost like you know, guerrilla warfare, kind of like we're doing this by the seat mm. of our pants feel to it. You and know, you can just see it. The way I describe it is like cookie cutter and very like technically well done versus like artistic and like free hand and like kind right. of mm. not to say that there's no structure to that Ghibli stuff because it's insanely hard to do. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. Just also like the way I think about it is like thinking of a Cowboy Bebop and like, um, like seeing someone seeing like one of the characters smoke a cigarette or something it's just like it's so it's so sexy to me it's just mm-hmm. fucking dope as shit it's dude. so good i yeah. love it cowboy bebop's the shit but yeah like anime just as a whole other umbrella of animation is just such a i didn't even think of that to be honest with you what just like animation and then jumping to anime i, I know, know anime is literally animation but yeah. what i'm saying is like there is some kind of delineation of it. yeah it's yeah. like there's some sort of delineation between the two and I'm an anime dork, even though I haven't watched as much lately as I might like to. But that's the thing. In terms of, like, Ghibli movies specifically are the kinds of movies that remind me of what Mark was saying about Spider-Verse. Where I look at scenes and moments and things from those movies Mm -hmm. that I want to just hang on my wall. Like, some of those movies, my personal favorite, Princess Mononoke, and some of the others, like, Spirited Away and My Neighbor Totoro and, Mm -hmm. you know, on and on and on. They're just... (laughs) they're just perfect like they're just so well and like perfect animation wise you Mm -hmm. know you can say whatever you want about the movie but put it this way i defy you in any objective way to look at some of ghibli's best stuff and say what you will about the movie story-wise plot whatever any of that crap i defy you to look at some of their stuff from an animation perspective and be like well clearly that's subpar yeah clearly that's not good enough like i I don't buy it. Yeah, I want I'm gonna make it. a Smurf account and go into the comments. <laughs> Here we go. Patrick's no, honestly, gonna be fucking. I, I'm with you. Like even with some Ghibli movies, like I really love um, Howl's Moving Castle. It's, mm. it's, it's a beautiful movie. When I watched it for the first time, I was kind of like, "This is a little bit too abstract for me, mm. and it's a little bit too all over the place and kind of um, yeah, just like nothing really solidified and there's no like strong, clear. It, it was just kind of very abstract. And after I watched it, I was like, I don't really love that type of movie, and I, I still don't prefer that type of movie, but. Like Maddie said, like the the music as well, but also the visuals. It's mm-hmm. like I can't deny that any of that stuff is just it's nothing less than unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah. My brain is sort of warming up to this topic as in like really thinking about it a little bit. But just when Maddie brought up anime, I'm thinking about all the anime shows that I've watched, like Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Demon Slayer, One Punch Man. The list goes on and on and on. That's what I'm saying. And there's almost there's this is a truism i guess there's an infinite way of representing stuff and it's crazy how many styles there are and how many um just ways of representing different characters like you you see those episodes or those little segments people do where they draw like famous characters in different styles yes Mm. and those are just those are really cool to me because it's like yeah there's like part of the world of each of these shows is linked to the style and how they're yeah. drawn. You know what I mean? And yes. I just think that's so cool. It's a part of what 
the yeah. overall feel of it. Yeah. It's like I even saw like a bre- oh Breaking Bad if it was a '90s anime. Yeah. It looks so sick. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there's three quick things I'll mention here just to sort of segue us out of this because I don't I don't want to take up too much of people's time. We've been running. This is a long one. I'm not going to be able to study tonight. Yeah, you're not going to be able to. But this has been a I'm long so one. So angry. Well, you know, my test is on Friday. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, we should watch a movie after this. <laughs> I hate you. The first thing I was going to say is just about anime specifically of the last three things I want to get off my chest here. What I respect about like Japan and anime and anime culture over there is that animation is taken seriously there. Mm. And that's one thing that I long for here in the West is I wish animation was taken more seriously. Because the problem is here in the West, it's taken animation is for kids. And the few times it's not a show like Invincible, for example, Dope. is where to me I see like the cracks starting to form in like the very Western like cartoons are just for kids. Cartoons are just for kids. Whereas like in Japan, yeah, there are anime centered at kids. Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, Chainsaw Man, these things like these are not They're dark yeah. kids shows like these are obviously there's the violence mm-hmm. and like that sort of Jujutsu angle on Kaisen. it. Jujutsu Kaisen even like but Tokyo, it's even Tokyo just, Ghoul yeah it's just like some of the subject matter and like what they're dealing with and it's like but it's taken seriously over there like there are grown ass people over there who are like oh did you check out like this week's My Hero kind of thing like talking around the water cooler the way people are talking about Last of Us mm-hmm. now kind of thing you don't, whereas I, it's not the same you're right you don't hear you're, you're opening my mind a little bit because I don't ever hear any adults here or any of any of our parents being like I mean, maybe I don't know what to assume, but I don't. I don't really see many adults, like coworkers, just anyone who's like a parent, be like, "Oh, this new animated movie was really cool." It's exactly. always like, "Oh, I just went with my kids and I didn't want to watch." It. And you mm. get again, you get the rare like, "Oh, like Invincible's airing right now. Like, isn't this cool?" Kind of thing. But again, like, yeah, even the movies we talk about, Spider Verse, Puts in Boots was a big thing. This TMNT thing that looks cool, but it's all that like, has like four point something million views. Exactly, but it's all like kid centric stuff. Like again, a movie. This is such a deep cut, but the Tim Burton movie Nine. Mm. I am obsessed with that movie, and it is technically that's one of those things where like, I guess by definition it's a kids movie. It's kind of but it's up, really though. not because it's like dark and fucked it up, and really, it's got these horror elements. And that's what I'm saying where it's like it's that is a great movie. That is one thing I have such a. Um, immense as somebody who loves the medium has such an immense amount of respect for anime in japan where it's just it's treated it's not treated as a thing for kids that sometimes we do stuff for adults it's treated as a just well there's a there's kids versions of this but mm-hmm. there's also adults there's more in between there's like all ages there's just i think that's changing though. Like, you're, like you're kind of saying with invincible like little cracks opening i think that's yes. changing because a lot of people our age are really into the Spider-Verse stuff, are really into Invincible and other, like, kind of more raunchy animated stuff. So I think once, you know, our generation grows older and, like, I think it'll start to be passed on and and enjoyed more broadly Mm -hmm. in the mature stuff. Yes, that is my one hope is that things like Invincible can sort of start to, like, put those thoughts in people's heads of, like, oh, you can do animation, A, for adults, but B, in, like, a compelling... Like, I would argue Invincible is as like a drama or if you want to maybe compare it to more like superhero stuff, like some of its contemporaries, I would argue invincible is as compelling as the The boys boys. or like the Marvel, the the Marvel Disney plus stuff like WandaVision, Loki, like some of the better Disney plus shows. Like I would argue that invincible 
can compete with those things like on a narrative Dude, 100%. structure. Like, like we can talk about Spider-Verse. And animation doesn't like get in the way of get that. In the way of that. Like we can talk about the same thing with Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse to me is a, 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 a really good story and like I'm talking about the writing and the plot mm-hmm. and you can like compare it to any other live action superhero movie and it's like it it's, can beat a lot of mm-hmm. them. Exactly. Like if I, I would, a, if I may make a comment here. Please. I think the first episode of Invincible has arguably one of the biggest twists oh, yes. at the end of any sort of show so movie. Good. Like I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, we were like, we were like, what? I was hell? so baffled. Everybody I've shown Invincible to, whether it's you guys or even uh, my girlfriend recently, like we watched the whole thing from start to finish. I yeah. always tell everybody the same thing, where I'm like, watch the first episode. Give me 40 minutes of your time, because if yeah. at the end of that first episode you aren't convinced, you're not good. You will never be convinced. The show's <laughs> not for you. Yeah, yeah but just yeah. give me that 40 minutes you know to what? get you because i guarantee like i guarantee you you'll be in you know yeah. what i love about that first episode too is mm-hmm. that it's so fucking it's on purpose like it's, such it's a so kind of, on purpose it's right basic they, as shit. they set up yeah. the whole first episode as a kind of like without spoiling you know, it yeah without spoiling it it's <laughs> yeah. very kind of like maybe not kid friendly but it's kind of like teenage friendly it's kind it's of like run very, of the mill yeah. it's basic and yeah like the violence is like toned down like it's very like, like the punches just kind of have like oh little bruise on your face whatever yeah, nothing yeah. crazy like and then at the end it's like and, what? and you're like what's going on yeah here? and then yeah. they flip the script on you so that was of the three things i wanted to get off my chest that is the one thing we'll conclude the shout out to japan segment of the show okay thank you japan number two i need to toss out specifically one thing i want to nerd out about which none of you have seen so just humor me for a moment there's a little show by the name of samurai jack Mm. it's five seasons and it's perfect the first four seasons were aimed at a younger audience but can be appreciated by you know adults and some grown-ass people like me the fifth season when they brought it back like 10 years after it had ended they did the fifth final season where they went out of their way to make it more adult and there was like blood and violence and all that stuff, which appears to, uh, appeals to a sociopath like myself. Um, I just want to shout out Samurai Jack as just such a perfect piece of animation that I want, if I could impart one thing to people, it's go watch Samurai Jack because it's, again, it's something geared towards kids, but it, clearly wants to also be i know like i just said the last season it got violent and it was geared toward a more geared towards a more mature audience but even in those first four seasons it so clearly wanted to be directed at adults the way it like did the opposite of what a lot of kids shows did in the early 2000s whereas you get something like spongebob and this wasn't the only cartoon but like Something's always happening. Somebody's always talking. There's music like, always look over here, happening. Look over here. Like look over here, look over here. It's this constant like distraction. Whereas what I love about Samurai Jack is there are like episodes where they will go like two minutes at a time with no dialogue, no music, just like ambience of the world. And it's like they trust their audience enough, whether it is, you know, older idiots like me or kids at the time, like the trust that they put in their audience to expect them to sit through that and not like flip to something else and that people did to me is such a like ringing endorsement of how successful that thing is can, can i comment on one thing you said there please i like i love the, the practice from like the the creators of shows and movies of trusting the audience i love yes. that so much because you'll have movies like you're fucking i i, I don't want to be a big hater here but i'm gonna mm-hmm. i'm gonna be for a second like the rock Kevin Hart, all those types of like 
blockbuster huge types of movies that just all feel the same and you don't really remember anything about any of them and it's like it is trying to appeal to the most wide audience of like families kids will love it adults will love it because there's some darker jokes and stuff whatever but to me it's like creating something that is authentically what it is without being like we have to make it exactly for this audience and they're gonna love it like make the fucking piece of art like samurai jack and yeah they have a target audience generally but they're not gonna like they're not gonna um, bend their own like art just to fit another box like I, I love the idea of just like creating it and because it's so good there's gonna be an audience for it exactly and the guy who created samurai jack uh Gennady tartakovsky i think is how you say his name his show that's going on right now called primal is like pr- the pr- premise of primal is that it's a caveman and a dinosaur and that's basically what the show's about and because it's a caveman and a dinosaur I could be dreaming, but at least in the first, because I watched most of the first season, there's no dialogue at all. Like, it's all just the sort of visual stuff between this guy and the dinosaur. And it's like, it's basically what they did with Samurai Jack, almost clocked up to 11 of, hey, no dialogue at all. This is just going to be a visual Mm -hmm. thing. Figure this out. Similar to how Pixar did with, like, WALL-E, how the first 30 minutes of that movie is just sound design and obviously with wally they take like an r2d2 approach where they give him you know boops and bobs Mm. and like little sounds he makes that tell you how he's feeling in a very r2d2 way but there's a perfect example to me of like trusting your audience of for 30 minutes of this major motion pixar movie sit and watch it music sound design huge but no huge risk from the studio but exactly and it paid off like wally's this beloved you know, movie. I know a lot of their stuff is so it's like kind of comparing, you know, greatness with greatness when it comes mm. to Pixar. But it's like that's an example of them, similarly to the Samurai Jack approach, having that faith and just mm. doing it the way it is and not, you know, compromising on it. But I will get off the Samurai Jack wagon for a second here to close us out because we're running long. Yeah. Um, to what I was saying earlier, that I think, Patrick, you hopefully have, as you were talking about earlier, maybe come around on a little bit, is this idea of animation being this, like, illustration, you know, drawing art and video games, this sort of limitless thing, this bottomless pit of potential. That is the one thing that I just want to sort of close on with animation, and again, reinforce why I love it, and why I'm so obsessed with it, and hopefully... Why you maybe think a little bit deeper? About I mean, it I must say, uh, a thought I had, um, and this isn't a, um, a shot at how long we've been going here, but a thought I had like around ten minutes ago was, um, yeah, I think I have a like based on this conversation, I'm thinking about it a little more deeply, and I'm having a bit more of a, an appreciation for uh, all the stuff that I consume that is animated. Um, I don't want to take us into a different thing here. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so I won't say it. No, no, no. Well, mm-hmm. if you have a final point, I thought you were well, going to start a whole to say, other thing. Uh, it's kind of amazing to me how uh, animation can be so good that you connect with it emotionally in the sense of, like, it can evoke such feelings in you. Like, I, I was thinking about how playing the Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. I cried I, it's it's really old. I can say uh, how okay. It's, it's, it's twenty sixteen, bro. 2018. We're in 2018. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. I old. would say just there's a sad thing that happens at there's the end. There's a sad of thing that Spider-Man happens at the end. And I can't remember crying so hard 
while playing a video game before it's sure and that's the thing with animation to what you're saying where it's like yeah. when you look at it you know it's not real like there's yeah. never a moment where you're like well, this is a real thing with real people yeah, yeah. your brain makes instantly you, exactly. knows it's fake and yet yeah. there's that it that's feels so action. real still, exactly right? I feel like it's like it almost has to be better than the live action shit to really get to you it has to be like top quality yeah like they almost have to try that much harder and that's what makes it good yeah. when you're watching spider-verse you know very clearly these aren't real people because it's you're looking at cartoons and yet it hits those emotional beats so well that you're like dude it's like it doesn't matter it's like the last of us the first 15 minutes of the game mm-hmm. i'm not gonna i'll spoil it because it's like a 10 year old game now but like uh joel's joel's daughter dies right in the beginning yeah and like you barely get to meet you met you meet her a little bit and you get to know a tiny bit about her but you don't learn very much about her at all and yet when she gets shot and he's holding her in his arms and she's dying and he's crying and he's begging whatever's out there to like not do this i just i cry every time mm-hmm. and it's like and it's an animated game it's mm-hmm. just unbelievable how what kind of power they can produce with those sort of the power of animation baby if i could impart one last thing to everybody it's to anybody who hears this like i said Maybe take animation just a little bit more seriously. That's all I ask. Fair enough. And thank you for listening. And thank you for listening, everybody. This has been a very long <laughs> episode of Wildly Adequate. I just need to give a, an assurance to the audience. Malcolm is alive. He's still here. Oh He's still goodness. here. <laughs> we can end now. Malcolm, name one cartoon you like. Go. Go. SpongeBob. Great. Hell yes. <laughs> That's been your show, bitches. See you next time. Oh,